For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Launching. Now launching the dumbest radio show in America. <laughs> Welcome to Common Man and T-Bone. I go to the bus stop every single morning, and most of the time I'm the only parent at the bus stop. I coined this term, D-I-C, dad in charge. Or as, to simplify it, just call me the dick. And so now when I go to the bus stop, I'm the only dad there. I'm the dick. Featuring Panama. Too hot. Timmy Hall. I will rub one on my face. And a collection of profane noises. Coach? No, Dom. I'm a genetic freak. And I'm not normal. I want me some glory hole. I'll keep it in the room. Stop breathing. It used to be a lot longer. The numbers don't lie. This is stupid. This is man and bone. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Friday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. we got a lot of Buckeye news to start the show today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don't call him JTT, but I will. He's back. Jalen Tuimolo. I don't care. I can't say it. That's right. I'm not even trying to say it. I'm like Lachey. Oh, yeah? I just, uh, well, I'm not like Lachey because he was good at football and huge and, you know, a legend. You ever slow yourself down and try to say these names? Like, two e Mo, well, if, if I do, low, if I do ow. that, yes, I can you, get it done. And then you just work on getting it faster. No. Just like when you were a baby. First no. it was like, hello. And then now you're saying, no. and it's different. You're, 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 you're making those mouth noises, but before you weren't in control of it. Now you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also in control of not attempting. Because I feel, I feel like attempting and getting it wrong is more disrespectful than just not attempting. That's right, Mark Riccardi. I agree. I I agree with you. That's right. So just call me Common Man. Yeah, Common Man. There you, you go. Say Mike I, I, don't, I don't make people say my name. Well, I remember. Call me Common Man. I know you've. I know. I'm not breaking news to you, but for the listeners, there have been plenty of times where people have said this to you on the air, and also where I've heard it said off the air, where they've said, "Hey, tell uh, Rick or Dottie." Yeah, when like, I first started here, I thought not, my first name was his, Rick. His name's not Rick. His name is Mike. Mike Rick or Dottie. Call me whatever you want. As long as the checks keep coming in the mail, call me whatever the hell you want. Well, I'll tell you what. Looks like the checks are coming in the mail for all the Buckeye players, right? I, I would assume so. I mean, we sort of talked about this before the show. I assume they're either paying everybody or they're paying nobody. Yeah. And, you know, maybe these guys are looking at other schools and they're getting offers, but maybe it's not enough for them to say, you know what, I'm going to uproot my life for a year and go play in an unknown situation just to get a little bit more money. I'm ensconced here. I know the coaching staff. This is a good football team. Is it worth, you know, going to USC to get an extra hundred grand? Now, to me and you, obviously a hundred grand's a big deal. And maybe to them it's a big deal. But they're also staring at an NFL career. Yeah. I, I And I have no idea how this works because obviously it's a brand new landscape. I don't know that there's a consensus among college football coaches what they're doing in this situation, but 
like we talked about yesterday how Ohio State has kept a lot of the veterans from last year around, and that's a to me, I think that's a good thing. I mean, if you look at Michigan, they had a lot of fifth and sixth year guys that were on that team. They had some transfers for sure, but they also had some guys that were in the program, knew how things worked. And I, I think that's going to, you're going to see some schools, Ohio State certainly is, leaning into that a little bit and saying, let's trust the guys we know and have them come back and just keep building with that. But I do wonder when these players are thinking about transferring out, staying, there's name, image, and likeness that's involved. But the portal allows the players also to have the freedom, perhaps, to go to the coaches and say, yeah, I see I'm maybe not getting as much money to stay here, or maybe I'm getting slightly more, but I'm being told by these other schools I'm going to have a good opportunity, or they've got an assistant coach that I really, you know, I was recruited heavy by back a few years ago. What are we doing about Coach X? Like, can, can, oh, yeah. are these players? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm wondering how much of a voice, if, if, they go to the players. Ryan Day says, I kind of like, or I'm leaning, keep this guy, keep this assistant coach. And obviously this year we we know everything is in flux. Everything's being evaluated. If you have a good percentage of the guys you want to retain who say, yeah, if we don't get someone, what, what's the plan here? If they're not, you know, I wonder well, how many guys know, are asking that question and then how much that's considered by the coaching staff. We have brought up the conversation of Larry Johnson. Right. Who, you know, has been here for a long time. He's done a fantastic job. All of that, but the report is is that you know him and uh, uh, Jim Knowles, yeah, don't necessarily see eye to eye on how defense works. But we've also heard that Larry Johnson leaving is a non-starter. We also saw everybody from that defensive line come back right this offseason. If Ryan Day had moved on Larry Johnson, do you think we would see that? Probably not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the answer, and I also don't know that that's the other part of this is. We are celebrating, and I don't mean to be rude to these guys, but it's just the facts of the matter. We are really excited about bringing back a team full of guys that have lost to Michigan three straight I, years. I'm aware of that, so and that's what we have to keep remembering. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is I wonder to what level Ryan Day can avoid stagnation in the program. If the plan is let's get all these you know stud players back and let's have them in the building, that's great. If your offensive and defensive coaches that have largely been responsible for coaching these players, there's been some changes already, but I don't think the significant ones that most people wanted to see have happened other than Parker Fleming, which is just a should have been done a long time ago. Well, you have some changes on the roster, too, in with additions. You obviously yeah. have Will Howard coming in. He's going to be your new quarterback. Right. You have Judkins coming in at the running back position. We we assume Travion is coming back, but we have not heard anything official from him. So if you got both those guys there, that's a big upgrade at yeah. that position. Well, you bring in the center from Alabama that has experience, yet the last time we saw him, he couldn't block anybody against Michigan. But then again, nobody on this offensive line could block anybody in the Cotton Bowl. Right. I, th- I think there, there are, right, we have to have some conversations about who's coaching your quarterback, who's coaching your offensive line. And Ryan Day has to take, I- I'm sure he is taking a hard look at that, I hope, because fact of the matter is there's a lot of, I, I feel like there is a danger of there being complacency of a lot of people coming back who say I know what we need to do here I know what wasn't right last year if we just can get a few things fixed we'll be great and I do think that's that's not bad totally but look at how far away this program is from beating Michigan you can tell yourself it's close I don't think it is you know I mean yes they're close in the sense of Michigan to 
a Sunbelt school. Obviously, we're not talking like that, but Ohio State beating Michigan or beating whoever Michigan is this coming year. Beating, I don't know what Michigan's going to look like. They may not have their head coach. They may have a whole new cast of characters there. You still got to go out and win that game. You also have to go out and beat whoever is the top dog next yeah. year. Maybe that is Ohio State, but I don't think you can just roll it out there again and say, well, this time it'll be different. And no, there's got to be some more significant changes. But I think that Ryan Day's limited in what he can do. Maybe he looks at this roster and says, yeah, I would love the luxury to just sort of remake this roster, not totally go Deion Sanders route, right, and tell everybody to get the hell out, but change some more pieces. He doesn't have the luxury of time. No, he doesn't. But He, he you know, has to win this year. But the... The thing I wonder about, and I did I am I having a fever dream? Did I misremember something? Did Ryan Day say they are hiring someone to be the offensive coordinator? Is that happening? No, or, he didn't say that. Okay, like I, I'm just because I have, I, unless I, I unless out. I blacked out. Okay, I'm saying I'm not recalling this happening, and I'm just I'm waiting for at some point hearing this idea that Ryan Day is going to give up play calling no. to someone Let me tell you something. else. If anything, because of the desperation, because he knows he's got one more year to try and do this, he's going to be in more control I know. this and coming I, year. I think that's a mistake. because, or, or, or you do that and then you change everything else around with your offensive coaching staff and you realign some people. I mean, I hate to say it. Maybe you tell Brian Hartline, hey man, I'm sorry I elevated you to offensive coordinator. You're, you're going to be passing game coordinator or some title, but like I'm bringing in another assistant who is actually going to really help with play calling. I don't, I don't, I know what you're saying. It's not going to happen. I'm sure it's not. Ryan Day is, it's going to be this same situation. Brian Hartline has, you know, impact and involvement during the week when it comes to offensive game planning. Game day, it is going to be all Ryan Day. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. And that's, that's, I, I hope that something, well then, okay, let's say you don't think, if Ryan doesn't think the play calling is a problem, then do you look at your offensive line and say that was absolutely not good enough this year? You, sh- you should. Okay. Yeah. Do you, that's something he can control is getting rid of your offensive line head, your offensive line coach. Yes, that's something right. you control is getting rid of your quarterback coach. If you don't think the quarterbacks are being developed, right? That is, those are, those are things you can do. You can change the strength and conditioning program. Now, maybe he doesn't want to make these drastic changes because this is last year and this is the last chance to save the job, but I also think you got to take a big swing because you go out like this, just kind of kicking the can down the road again. Everybody does the same thing, and then you lose the same exact two or three games every year. That's not going to work. You, you're right. I think in his mind, he's probably if I if I were him, here's what I would say to you. Which normally you do this to me, so I don't know why I'm doing this <laughs> to you. That's fine. If I'm Ryan Day, I would say I took a big swing. I told my quarterback that lost one game this year to essentially get the hell out of here. Yeah. And I'm changing quarterbacks. I'm bringing in an experienced guy from the outside to come and run this offense better. Right. I That is my big my, swing. My concern is, though, that now that guy is going to be coached by a quarterback's coach who's here because his I father-in-law I, I used to win it. a lot of games at Ohio I, State. I, I get That's it. That's the only reason Corey Dennis is here. Let's not pull punches. Corey Dennis is not qualified to be the the quarterback coach at a place like Ohio State, and I don't know if I can say it any more clear than that. I don't care who doesn't like to hear that. That's the truth, and we can beat around the bush on that. There's no reason for it. He shouldn't be here as a head coach. Parker Fleming should not have been here as a special teams coach. I, he had no business being in this position at Ohio State. So my my issue becomes, if we're going to just say, oh, well, but eh, and just kind of shuffle, not shuffle, you're getting new players in, you're 
re-signing some guys, bringing them back, all those things. But then they're going to be coached by guys who haven't gotten the message across the last three years for the most part. I don't know how that's really going to affect the end result here. Unless all those players go, let's ignore these guys and do what we know is best. I just, again, they're college players. That's not the same thing as a pro team. It's been, you know, 10-year vets being able to look at each other and go, ignore this guy. Let's do what we know works. College players don't usually have that resolve. So I think that is a glaring issue unless we see some staff changes here soon. Teddy? There was a report last Friday in Football Scoop that they said that they heard Ryan Day was telling assistants that he was going to bring in an offensive coordinator and then that guy would evaluate the staff. Okay. And then, okay. Now that that's just a report that's from a, them. That's, a football that's not scoop. official. If you don't know, Football Scoop does tend to get some really good reporting from deep inside of locker rooms, and they are often not far off in their reporting. They do not always get everything right, just like any site or source. So take it with a grain of salt. But I I thought I came across something that said they were looking at doing that, and it just hasn't happened yet. So keep an eye on that as a possibility. And I am happy to be told I was wrong if that does happen and changes do happen. But I just feel like we're getting complacent. With this, unless something changes, I don't think you can go another year like this. All right, coming up next, I got some good news for Teddy, and it looks like we knew know who is going to be the new head coach at Alabama. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns backers. There's an accident on eastbound Morse Road at Carl Road causing some delay, and things are moving a little slow downtown on eastbound 70 near the 71 East and West split. This report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt Tax Services, home of the Money Today Guarantee. Can't wait weeks for your tax refund? Then don't. At Jackson Hewitt, get money today if you're approved for a no-fee refund advance loan on a prepaid card. Book today at jacksonhewitt.com. No-fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Happy Friday, Football Friday. Man and Bone brought to you by the Hinder Motor Company. It is Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools at Man and Bone 971. You can text us 614-787-3093. Good news for uh, Teddy. And really just most men. Oh. Top Gun 3 is a go. Oh. Yes. Nice. Are we... Uh... Top Gun 3 on Mars. <laughs> going to mars <laughs> elon musk will be there apparently that's great yeah i'm not uh i, I mean i i didn't know what to expect with top gun maverick when mm-hmm. it came out and uh i was you enjoyed it very much floored by it i enjoyed it a lot not it's not a great film air quotes it's a great movie okay well that's all that matters that's what i'm saying right? like the people who are like it's not really the great yeah who cares it's got great special effects and if you went and saw it in the theater it was awesome it did, was did loud you like it? and did exciting it make you feel good yes I it's my, a great movie 
It's one of those, I mean, what do they say in all the, the trailers and previews for like summer blockbusters? Like, it'll get your heart pumping. It's, yeah, it did. I got me like, I was on the edge of my seat. It was, it was great. I enjoyed it. Teddy's been walking around with a pants 10 all day. Mm-hmm. Can't Exciting. wait. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like two or three years, though. So it's going to be a long wait. But I mean, well, I mean, they have to take some care and, you know, make this the right yeah. way, right? Yeah. But, plus, they're putting out the uh, the sequel to Dead Reckoning, the Mission Impossible movie. Oh, wow. So that'll come out, I think, in 2025. So Top Gun, probably not till like 2026 at least, yeah. I mean, we presume that Tom Cruise is involved in the Top Gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's involved. Not, yeah. They wanted to bring back basically like the same main characters from the Maverick film because it was so All successful. Right. Yeah. I do wonder what the next... Because if you notice with Top Gun, they do kind of now... They're not... Tr- they're not trying to necessarily give you any info as to who we're actually fighting, right? Because it's like, we they don't want to get into any politics. They I just wanna... told you, Martians. No, that's, I thought you were being sarcastic. No, I am being sarcastic, okay, but I'm just saying that's the ultimate, we're not going to offend anybody, right? Well, I know, but like, even in this one, it was like, we've got to do a bombing run somewhere out there, you know, over there. It was just very nebulous. It was a country where there was snow and it was mountains and it was like, yeah, we got to make a run through the place for the, you know, because there's terrorists there. And that was it. That's all people need. They're bad guys and we got to go get them. This is that's cultural it. appropriation of the Martians. <laughs> well, it's not really be. like this there. Could be. I mean, again, um, there's not any Martians, but sure. Alabama looks like they're going to have a new head coach, Kalen DeBoer from uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. They have called a team meeting for 4.30 Eastern time, one thirty Pacific, where we believe he's going to announce to the team that he's gone. I would like to point out, and then I will not, not point it out again. That's wrong. I probably will. Okay. Every time I hear Kalen DeBoer's name, I think of the song Lady in Red. Why is that? Because this is Chris DeBerg. It has nothing to do with anything. See, Teddy? Teddy knows. I'm just, I'm just saying. Teddy knows. We had a conversation about an hour ago. with Kalen this where he DeBoer. Had, like, I never do that. Reminds like, yeah, me all time. of Chris DeBerg. <laughs> sure. Same thing. And then I start thinking about... Steve DeBerg? St- former quarterback <laughs> Steve DeBerg. <laughs> yes. I uh, I like Steve DeBerg's uh, nickname. Ice DeBerg. No. That was not his nickname. Oh, it wasn't? I'm sorry. No, that's what sunk the Titanic. Uh, the Ice DeBerg. Ice DeBerg, yeah. <laughs> Looking to ocean for DeBerg. Steve DeBerg was, uh, was he the oldest starting quarterback ever? Or? I think oh, so, I don't know. Yeah. It's like his yeah. family, his bro, I don't know. His, uh, yeah, I'm sure he is. I'm going to say yes. Well, no, because there were a lot of oldies that started. How old was Steve? I don't even know how old Steve DeBerg was. I don't remember him at all. He played for the Chiefs. He played for the Buccaneers. All right. Who am I missing? I don't remember. Because Dave Craig was old when he started to. Steve DeBerg, he was 44 when he started a game for the Falcons in 98. I mean, is that the oldest quarterback to ever start? Or was Brady older well, than that? I'm, Didn't Brady get I don't it? know how old this one was. You know, Brady may have passed him. Because how old was like Brady, Brady when did. he retired? 44 or 45? I think he was right in that wheelhouse. Yeah, I think he was 45, so he probably Are we missed it. There have to be some, I feel like there's, why am I blanking on the names? But I feel like there were guys who played back, you know, like Y.A. Tittle or somebody. There were people that, like, you know, played way older than that. I don't think so. Or like well, Warren Moon did. He was older one. Okay. But he was, was he 40? But he wasn't that older long. Older than that? Though. He wasn't 44? 
All right, now we got to look up oldest starting quarterbacks. And the reason, by the way, we're doing this is because he's 43. Kalen DeBoer took the job at Alabama, <laughs> and we're looking up who the oldest quarterbacks are oh, now. Oh, yeah. Like, because Steve DeBoer. I, I want to stay. I'm track. I'm T Bone. <laughs> I would like to point out that in 10 minutes' time, we have a parody song coming up. Yeah. Well, George Blando is 48. So I don't know how that figures into all this. Yeah. Did he start? George, yeah. Okay. George Blanda. That's one of the guys I was thinking of that was Can way you just older. Google oldest starting quarterback in NFL history. Yeah. Is it that hard? Yeah. I mean, well, you can, but then it's the first thing that comes up when I do that is oldest starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year, and it's an article from uh, this season. So that doesn't help anybody. There's a guy named John Nesser. He was 45. He played for the Columbus Panhandles. There you go. That's about right. that. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get some merch for the Panhandle. Yeah, I'd wear that. I would some, too. Some yeah. Columbus Panhandle merch, and people say, "What is that?" And be like, "Well, guess you should look them up." All right, five oldest quarterbacks to start a game, NFL history. Number right. five, Doug Flutie, at forty three. Okay. Number four, Warren Moon, forty four. Number three, Vinny Testaverde at forty four. Oh yeah, we forgot about Testaverde. Steve Deberg, forty four. And number one, Tom Brady. So Tom Brady was so older Tom, than all those Tom cats. older, yes. Okay. Than all those guys. Although, you know, it, they just... Tom Brady is just a different guy. He's drinking like dragon blood. Because Steve DeBerg looks like his dad. Like photo... Not Steve DeBerg now. I mean, Steve DeBerg, when he when was he 44, was, right, right, right. playing football, he looked like his dad. Well, I mean, let's be fair. Do you think guys... Do you think Steve DeBerg had a skincare routine? Like Tom no, Brady, no, Tom I'm Brady, sure he didn't. Tom Brady does. I'm saying Tom Brady absolutely takes care of all that stuff because he's got television endorsements and things he wants to do beyond just football. And so that's why he took care of himself when he was playing and did all that stuff, not just to be good on the field, but to be good off the field. And he was dating a supermodel or dating married to had kids with a supermodel. I'm sure can't walk around the house. Just, you know, if, if you need Propecia or whatever it is, she's going to tell you. Like Charlie, you know. Charlie Huff. You remember Charlie Huff, Teddy? Knuckleballer. Pitched for a bunch of different teams. He pitched until he was 46 years old. Yeah. Okay? He looked like he was 85. Yes, he... <laughs> like he fact, was, He's like male Barbara Bush. I have no idea what his age ever was at the time that I saw him. Like, I don't have a good reference for him like, at all. Charlie Huff at 24. Looks like he's 80. Here's Charlie right. Huff at 46. Looks like he's 80. Yes, but he had that head of hair that made me think, is that a toupee? You know how like, I thought it was sewn into his hat. Well, what I mean is like, you know how older guys who have a good head of hair that has not fully gone like shock white, he looked like someone who should be in his 80s, and yet he had the hair of someone who was not 80. So it makes you think, well, that's clearly got to be a wig. And it probably wasn't. It was just his hair. All right. Kalen DeBoer looks like he's going to be the new head coach at Alabama. We will actually speak about this decision. Okay. That's and not fine. talk about just old guys in sports. And T-Bone was motivated today. I was, no, I was forced to gunpoint. No, no, by you the, weren't. The Stop it now. Be here. Stop they it all, now. They, they want content. That's so why we had to make content. You are very excited for tomorrow. I am. Because of, because of this guy. You know why. Flacco, my cracko. Yeah. So T-Bone has written a song in tribute to Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns Backers. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane downtown on eastbound 70 after the 71 West split. 
And traffic is stop and go, causing a couple minutes slowdown on eastbound 70 on the west side between Mound Street and 315. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Strong enough for a Mastiff, but gentle enough for a Chihuahua. Invisible Fence brand is more than a fence. Customized for every pet, every need, and every yard, their hands-on training and exclusive technology ensures your pet is protected while giving them more room to run. Learn more at InvisibleFence.com. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Not doctors, not lawyers, and definitely not sports hosts. You're listening to Man and Bone. Mm. Tool of the week Friday. Send in Twitter tools at Man and Bone nine seven one. Text the burner phone six one four seven eight seven three zero nine three. We're going to get to T Bone's embarrassment in a second. Uh, Kalen DeBoer from Washington is going to be the new Alabama head coach. He has a team meeting coming up in about an hour. Reports are he has informed Washington he's going to take this job. So. I mean, he's he was playing in playing, coaching a team that was playing in the national championship game. So from that standpoint, you go out and get yourself a name. The other side of that is he's a you know younger guy, doesn't have a ton of experience, and has no connections to that area at all. Yeah, it's very. This is the landscape we're in with college football now. I don't think someone with his resume would have gotten this job even five years ago. And it's not to say he's not a good head coach. He obviously is. He got a team to the national championship. That doesn't happen by accident. But what I, what I think is worth noting here is five years ago, the idea would have been, does he know how to recruit in the sec footprint? That would have been question. Number one, question number two would have been, what is he getting for recruits where he currently is from high school? Like what are his high school recruiting numbers? What are those looking like? And then the third thing would be, does he have a long track record of success? And that one will answer all these questions, right? But here's what his resume says about those three things. One, being able to recruit in the SEC footprint, I don't have the hard data here, but all of his coaching stops have been in Northern Illinois, Indiana. He's from South Dakota. He obviously coaches in the Pacific Northwest now. Like he's got a lot of experience. He's been all over the place, coached NAIA all the way up to, you know, Division One. Big Ten football, et cetera, now out in the Pac-12, that that is not anywhere in there a big connection to the South. Right. So that's a big thing that people would be wondering about. The other thing is, if you look at his high school recruiting numbers, this is a guy whose class last year with the team that he brought in, which obviously did very well, that freshman class, though, last year was ranked 24th by the recruiting sites uh, for high school. So... Yes, but I, I mean, know it's the, Washington. And the it's other a, side of that perennially is, tough place and, to recruit. And look what he did with that. Absolutely you, right. You put him in the recruiting machine that is Alabama, and he can coach those guys up. Absolutely Sky's right. the limit. I'm not saying that's going to work out. No, but the thing that is interesting, and this is why it could be a great marriage. It also is something that I don't think would have happened a few years ago. Bama does have the built-in recruiting advantages of being one of the biggest beacons in the South, uh, you are very centrally located to a lot of different places where there are 
tons of great high school footballers. Of course, Alabama, that state, has good high school football, but you're not far from Atlanta. All the you're neighboring not far, schools do. Yeah, you're yes. not far from Florida. Like all all these different places where you can pull from. There are, you know, again, you're a three or four hour drive for a lot of a lot of people. So that's that's another reason that could work. But of course, most people want to see that you can recruit guys when there's a very competitive atmosphere. You don't think, you know, all the other recruiters in the SEC are licking their chops going, this guy doesn't really have a foothold down here. So we're going to make his life miserable when he tries to go into these schools and say, come play for Alabama because it's Alabama and you don't know me, but you know Alabama, right? Right. I wonder if, again, I don't know. I know that uh, Nick Saban's getting an office over there. You know, like Urban had an office here and Earl had an office here. I mean, that that happens. Yes. But I wonder if, you know, Nick Saban says, I'm going to do everything I can to help you here. Make that's sure a, you're successful. If that's a positive or a negative, if I'm Kalen DeBoer. That's a solid question. I mean, if I were him, I would I would kind of want that to a degree. I think it would be nice to have the Nick Saban seal of approval when you go to a, like, again, you, you go to you an Alabama high school. You feel like school. the legend's hovering over you, though. No, but you know what? I, I want to be successful if I'm him. And quite honestly, I'll give you an example from the NBA. You could make the case that Eric Spolster had that with Pat Riley. Couldn't you? Yeah. When Pat Riley handpicked him and said, this is the guy moving forward and I'm going to kick up to the GM's office and now it's it's him. Everyone thought, oh, okay, so this is just his like guy that he handpicked. This guy's just a, a lackey. Well, what what happened this week with Eric Spolster? He just signed one of the richest deals a coach has ever signed dollars. in American sports history. Why? Because he was wildly successful working alongside a guy who, yes, is a legend and could overshadow you, but he carved out his own way. Now that's pro sports, not college. I'm just saying when you're going into these high schools and you want to try to convince someone to come to Alabama, if Nick Saban's like, this guy knows what he's talking about. I, I'm not like if he goes to those coaches and helps vouch for this guy, or even if he, he didn't have to go, if he just, yay, hey, this is the guy. I agree. Everything he's doing is exactly what we should be doing. Sends out a yeah, note. He just got to make a phone call. Yeah, I'm saying then that that helps. I'll, I'll go a long way until Kalen DeBoer can establish himself over a couple years. What he does do well is take guys who have had, you know, not maybe the best college career and get a lot out of him. Michael Penix Jr.'s career had injuries, but he was very talented. But when he was in Indiana, he didn't have quite the career that, you know, he probably thought he could. He ended up being, you know, a Heisman finalist. Ended up being a guy that was, you know, as good of a quarterback we saw this year in college football. That also, though, it it bears repeating, Kalen DeBoer was at Indiana with Michael Penix Jr. and he left to take the Washington job and then, well, he left to, I'm sorry, he left and had his eyes on Michael Penix Jr. and then eventually was able to get him to come to Washington. That worked out for him, but he had intimate knowledge of that guy previously coaching him. How is, everybody says this is a guy who can get you big wins in the transfer portal, so you don't need the high school recruiting as much if you get those transfer portal wins. Remains to be seen, right? That's a small track record at a top-level program to say, yeah, he'll just do that nonstop. And we'll find out. Obviously, the boosters have to be pretty happy with the guy. Otherwise, he wouldn't get hired. Brownie's playing in Houston tomorrow, 4.30. We're going to have the game on 1460 ESPN. I want to point out to you, Flacco Micraco is 5-0 and in wild card round games. <laughs> you know what that means. Take it to the bank. Oh, take it to the bank. Now, huh? this guy sitting next to me gets excited for nothing. That's Except, not true. I well, get excited for lots of things. You get excited for nothing. I get excited for too many things, according to you. But you've... you've uh, some of me has rubbed off on you. Okay, that's fair. Is that fair to say? Yeah, there are there are times, I will say, now if you were just talking about the Browns, I've had lots of times where I have not gotten excited about the Browns, but you give me a, you know, 
Tifted Tutmouse out there, or Tufted Titmouse, that too, <laughs> out in the out in the field looking at the birds. I get excited about that. Tufted Titmouse! <laughs> but you're excited for Flacco Mike Cracko, so am. much so that you were inspired to sing a song for him. We were talking about this song just this week. Mm-hmm. We the, were. The song originally is My Hero by the Foo Fighters. Yeah. But. Well, there are a lot of stations up in Cleveland that were doing, you know, tribute songs to Flacco, and I thought they all sucked. And this one sucks even more than that. So, there you go. It Thanks. takes a lot to get you to sing a song. It does. Because you're terrible at it. But you decided to belt it out, little tribute to Flacco, take it to the bank, Browns win tomorrow. I'm going to talk until you start singing. Go. His big arm is getting talked about. The Browns are now good without a doubt. Now in the playoffs, Cleveland has found a great quarterback, a man of underneath center on third and one. Takes it, turns, bootlegs it out to the right. He's got a man wide open, and Joku's got it at the five going in. Touchdown! What a beautiful fake by Flacco! As Flacco drifts right, throws, and he's got Cooper open. He caught it! 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! I don't believe it! If you heard a loud banging noise, uh huh, that was the sound of this show hitting a new low. <laughs> Good oh, yeah. job, buddy. You know what? I'm actually, I I'm actually it. glad that we drove it off a cliff there. Because that's listen. Every time I make one of those songs, they get worse and worse and worse. And yet, you ask me to make them, so I'm going to just because I, I like the passion. I'm, I'm going to what the, I'm going to embrace making like the bad songs. You should, yeah. Just like Creed. No? Shut your whore mouth. It's worked out for them. Shut up. I got now. a cruise coming up. I'm this year. with you this weekend. What are you ripping my guys for? I'm rooting for the Browns. Thank you. That's I'm right. I'm Flacco and Mike Cracko. That's right. That's exactly right. I'm glad I'm glad you're with us. Right, we're gonna talk about bad weather coming up next. Common man and T Bone on the fan. 
Fan Traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers. We got a couple accidents to be aware of. One on the right side of northbound 71 on the south side after Green Lawn Avenue. And if you're on westbound 270, the north outer belt, there's an accident blocking the left lane right after 315. This report is sponsored by Discover. Did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back when I was banging, this show slapped. Whatever the hell that means. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Friday. It's uh, Song Parody Friday. It's also Tool of the Week Friday. Tweet us at manandbone971. Text us 614-787-3093. People are asking if we're going to play the uh, Joe Flacco version of My Hero again. I don't know that they're asking. Are they, I think well, they, they're they asking are, they so are they asking avoid so they, it. They know they can turn their radio off yeah. and not listen. Or call someone they hate and oh, say, yeah. turn on the radio listen right now. Listen to this crap. I've dedicated yeah. a song to you. Um, by the way, before, before we move on to something else, I just wanted to tell you about a little thing I saw that I figured you would laugh at. My involves, wiener? Well, mine too, buddy. For whatever it's worth. We can compare notes at some point if you want. Uh, we we had a thing earlier this week where we were saying these make good band names. Uh huh. The, the a listener had compiled all the phrases we had last year. Where we said, "Oh, good band name." Just random things we said, and he would take notes of that every time we did. And we read all those to you earlier this week. I'm not joking when I tell you that these are three bands that I actually would really like to see. They are going on tour. I got very excited today when I saw they had announced they were doing a tour this spring. Can I tell you the three bands? I hope you do. All right. The opener for this tour, actually, I'll start with the headliner. The headliner is a band called The 68. Okay. Not bad. It's fine. Right? It, it's two guys. They play like drums and guitar and they sing over it and a lot of screamy stuff. It's it's kind of interesting. It's like the, if the White Stripes went like even edgier, okay. like crazy. The next two bands, though, I think you would enjoy. The first one is called The the Callous Dow Boys. <laughs> Which literally is, what do they call that? A spoonerism where you take Dallas Cowboys and you just flip the letters. So it's the the Callous Dow Boys. Is do they, what they, do they dress like Tom Landry when they play? Uh, no, I wish they did. Uh, and then the other band is called the Homeless Gospel Choir. Nice. Yeah. So I, that's so six, 68, Callous Dow Boys and the Homeless Gospel Choir going on tour this spring. And I got genuinely excited about this and I thought, wait, if I try to tell Mike about this. I love it. He will not believe that these are real bands, but they are. Uh, weather. So there was a jabroni in uh, Pittsburgh yesterday said the NFL is considering moving the Steelers Bills game to Cleveland. They're not. It's going to be snowy. It's going to be seasonably cold. It's not going to be zero. It's going to be super windy. They could get two feet of snow. Okay. All right. They're going to play that game in Buffalo. Take that to the bank. They are not moving it. Now, 
if it's so bad with the lake effect snow, and you know how that works. You get one of those bands that last forever up there, right? And you have a three-mile stretch that just gets nine feet of snow. Right, we, out of you've nowhere. You've seen it. If you, if you live on the lake, you've seen it before. They would move the game to Monday. I have no doubt about that. Sure. They're not moving it to Cleveland. That game is getting played in Buffalo. And if you're a Steeler fan, you better cross your fingers that it is a blizzard on Sunday and they do play that game because that helps your team out because Josh Allen can't throw. No, if it was like actually, if if they get the field relatively clean and they don't have a ton of precip during the game, it, bad news for the Steelers on that. I agree with you. But yeah, I mean, we have talked about this for years that the weather games are a lot of fun to watch. I don't know if they're fun to attend. I went to... I'm sure they're not, but... Well, no. I mean, I, the audience is 30 million people watching on TV, isn't it? I have been to... Of course, and that's what matters. I have been to plenty of these games. I have been to crew games that have been cold. I went to... Uh, last year, I think I went with my buddy Steve. We went to uh, Ohio State, Indiana. He invited me to go. We sat actually undercover, and it was still... It was like 30 degrees and just like the sleety, rainy stuff we're kind of getting today. Did the pipes freeze? No. It, they sadly, I, I thankfully did not. Okay. But like that day, I remember sitting there going, oof, if I was out in that, I don't know if I'd be sticking around to watch this game. Like it was, and that was 30 degrees and a little bit of drizzle and icy rain and all that. I can't imagine being outside in like Kansas City is going to be zero degrees this weekend. It's not going to be zero. Oh, what is it going to be? I have a weather update for you. Oh, great. Um, it was supposed to be zero at kick time, mm-hmm. which is seven o'clock. Uh, they have now downgraded that to when the game starts negative three. <laughs> That's what they think it's going to be. That would make it one of the top five coldest NFL it, playoff it games would. ever. However, I'm going to make that seem balmy. We do talk about uh, Yellowknife on this show. Yeah. It's in Canada. What is that? The Northwest Territories? Is I that think, what that's in? I think you're right. It is. I'm going to double check. It's the biggest city in the Northwest Territory. Oh, is it okay? Right? That, I think. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, I, think you're right. I looked up the, the weather for Yellowknife today. <laughs> now, again, yeah. Yellowknife is not technically in the Arctic Circle. It's no. north. It's very north. But, I mean, they in summertime, it gets to be 80, 85. Okay. They, I didn't... They've had those days up there. All right. All right. What do you think today's high is in Yellowknife? And what the wind chill is. I will give you a little hint and tell you there's not a cloud in the sky. It is bright sunshine. What the high is today? The high temperature today in Yellowknife. What do you think it is? Uh, God, I don't know. Negative, negative five. Negative 35. Oh my God. Is the high. The high. The high. I have to do backwards math. Like I have to think how numbers work backwards. Because to me, like negative thirty-five, a high, then means it would be in the twenties for the low. But no, it's got to be the no, other way. Negative thirty-five for the high. The okay. wind chill today is negative sixty. Oh my! Oh my god! So oh. I mean, it could oh. be worse. Chiefs fans could have yeah, that. That's right. That's right. It could be worse. Um, I will say I was not aware of this. Here is how Wikipedia describes the town of Yellowknife that you're describing here. The weather. Okay. It says this is the first sentence. Yellowknife is the capital largest community and only city in the northwest territories so it's not just that it's well like, i mean there are towns but no it says it's the only city city they probably have a population minimum to call yourself a city of right? course how many yeah. people live there uh, i'm looking for that now it is oh population of twenty thousand three hundred and forty. that's a metropolis you know what i'm surprised they've got a picture of the downtown and they have 
not skyscrapers. They have high-rise buildings. They have buildings that are like over five stories tall. All right, let them live. I'm surprised. They have a handful of buildings there in Yellowknife that I did not expect to see. All right. Um, what do you want to do next? Oh, Patriots uh, have a new head coach. We'll talk about it. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. There's an accident blocking the left lane downtown on eastbound 70 after the 71 west split causing a delay. And we've got slow traffic causing around a five minute slowdown on eastbound 270 on the north outer belt between 315 and 71. This report is sponsored by Positive Coaching Alliance. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than a thousand free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Best known for their contributions to the fast food breakfast world, this is Man and Bone. Hey, subscribe to the podcast of this stupid show because then you can hear things like T-Bone singing about Joe Flacco. Oh. Just go to wherever you get your podcast, search Common Man and T-Bone, click, subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. Podcast brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. It is Tool of the Week Friday. Tweet us at Man and Bone 971. Text us 614-787-3093. By the way, before we get going, I need your help to make me not be a tool of the week tonight to my four-year-old. Okay. So when we were, this morning I took her to preschool and I had told her we would go get McDonald's because she likes to, on Fridays, occasionally try to get some McDonald's. This morning you got it? Yeah, we got okay. it before right. before she went to preschool. So as we're on the way, we're, we're, we're trying to get out of the house and I'm like, we got to hustle, we got to hustle. And she says, daddy, I want... She calls them mini pancakes. What we do is get a sausage McGriddle from McDonald's, little fat boy food tip for you. For her little four-year-old hands, it's perfect size to hold one of those and eat it as like a pancake. All the syrup self-contained, so it's not messy. She can occasionally, she can eat that in the car. So I said, all right, we'll get you that. As we're in the drive through line, she's like, I want a smoothie as well. And I'm like, I really don't know if we need both of those, but all right, trying to be nice. I decided to do that. We did not get to a point where we actually even consumed the sausage McGriddle because she was so fascinated by getting the smoothie. I figured this would happen. Yeah. I actually told her this would happen. She did not listen. She is four. Sometimes we make choices. But as we were leaving to go to preschool, she said, Daddy, please take my sandwich so that I can have it later today. I want you to put it in the refrigerator. And then I promptly left Marysville, forgot that I said I would do that, didn't drive home to put it in our fridge, so now sitting in the work fridge here is a four-year-old's sausage McGriddle from this morning that I knew she wouldn't eat if she got a smoothie, and I was right. But if I get home without that sausage McGriddle, I will be 40 minutes from work. I am not driving back here to get it. Please help me remember to get the sausage McGriddle out of our work fridge so my four-year-old doesn't murder me. First of all, if she's anything like my four-year-old, she'll forget. I hope so. But right. 
this this kid does not forget. Well, that's fine. But then you can say, well, I, I forgot the sandwich at work. However, here's a big bowl of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're trying. Like I'm trying to just. Not continue because then it will your still first be- mistake was allowing her to get the smoothie. I know because I would have just said, "No, I'm sorry, that's not for breakfast." They have those in the afternoon. I know, but she's had it for breakfast, so that's well, not going to work. That's why you have to deprive your kid of everything. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just pointing out. It was a moment where I said, "All right, whatever, let's do it." And then I just, what I thought would happen is she wouldn't eat it, and then she wouldn't think about it. I would grab it out of the back and eat it myself, and we wouldn't be in the situation. Instead, she made like she like pulled me by the shirt collar and said, "Look at me." Make sure I get to have this. She's done that to me. She does that occasionally where she'll grab me and say, look at me. I Because we occasionally look say, look at me. You need to do this. So because we're much bigger than her, she will like grab onto our shirt and say, look at me. And then she said, look at me. I want my sausage. She just grabbed court. your balls this time, too. Said, get down here, old man. <laughs> look at me. Yeah. It's very humbling to be in your parking lot of the preschool as all the teachers are standing there letting her in. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. This kid has me right now by the neck. I'm, I got to listen. to what They she all says. do, my friend. They do. That's right. This morning, I, I posted this on Twitter this morning, a little interaction that I had with my daughter where she's putting her shoes on. We're getting ready to go to the bus stop, putting her shoes on. She's got her gloves in her pocket. Yep. She waits to put the gloves on until after she puts the shoes on because it's too hard to put the shoes on when she has the gloves on. That makes total sense. Got it. So she's done with the shoes. I say, hey, make sure to put on your gloves. I know. Mm-hmm. I, you didn't give me a chance. Stop yeah. bossing me around. Oh, I said, yeah. I'm not bossing you around. This is my job. I am your father. This is my job. Just to remind you to put your gloves on. I can't wait to boss my kid around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not bossing. This is called parenting. <laughs> well, I'm going to parent a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And then I tell you the rules of my house. You're exactly right. And I'll follow them. Because mm-hmm. it's your house. It's your children. Or yeah, child. That's right. Right? I'm going to yeah. do what you tell me to do. Meanwhile, the bus has just left, and it's you've missed the bus now because you're talking about what will happen with future grandchildren. This is a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I always enjoy that, where we get stuck on those moments is with the kids, and you're like, meanwhile, the doctor's appointment has passed. We can't go now because we've gotten into this discussion. Patriots are hiring Gerard Mayo to replace Bill Belichick. At 37, he will be the youngest head coach in the league. He's been on the Patriots staff since 2009, of course, played there. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. He's never been even a coordinator, though, right? I mean, he's been linebackers coach on the staff. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're correct. confident that he can do the job, but you know, he has never even been a coordinator well, at the professional level. I think this goes a little bit to what we were talking about with Alabama's job. Like we, the, the Patriots job has been a little bit different because... The last few years, they have not been quite what they were when Tom Brady the word, was there. The word you're looking for is bad. <laughs> They've been bad. But you're still following Bill Belichick, and you're still following that regime. That is all over now. It's a new era in New England, just like it is at Alabama. Different, And I guess Alabama, to be fair, they haven't won a championship in three or four years, which for them is a long time. So I, I think in a little bit of a way, there's, there's that kind of thing working in both spots. Difference is the NFL... You have a salary cap, you have a draft, you have things that allow you to go out and quickly get your team to be good again if the coaching is right. Recruiting in college is obviously a lot different, but for Gerard Mayo, I wonder if this is not the type of hire where they said, hey, we want a guy from the Belichick era to kind of ease this transition out of it, but also the fact he's not been a head coach, if it doesn't work out after a few years, no harm, no foul. 
Like we've given him a head coaching job. It's elevated him. He still have chances to go out and eventually be a coordinator and all those other things. I'm quite sure if it doesn't happen, if it does, then they've, they found gold, right? right? I mean, it's found money at that point, but in the meantime, I could understand why some NFL coaches might say, I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. I'm not thrilled with having to try to become the next guy after Belichick. Now I'll wait till this sorts itself out for a few years. Uh, Here's the schedule this weekend. Browns in Houston, 4.30 tomorrow. We'll have it on 1460 ESPN. On TV, that's going to be on the NBC. Uh, Miami and Kansas City, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. That is Peacock only. Oh. I always like it when uh, the rest of the news catches up to sports. Yeah. I had this situation actually a couple days ago with Kristen, who was at the, the dentist's office. And so she's sitting there. And they happen to have Pat McAfee show on TV. It's the first time she'd ever seen this. Okay. She has no idea what it is. So she's just sitting there, captive, watching right, this. just watching it. Yeah. She comes home. Here's a conversation. Did you know that A.J. Hawk is on a show where he just stares at the camera the entire time <laughs> while some sleeveless guy is yelling and screaming? <laughs> what does he do on that show? And I said, well, the, the screaming guy is, is Pat McAfee, and like A.J. Hawk is his sidekick. But he never talks! Right. He never says anything! I was astonished it was so bad! Does he need money? <laughs> no, I don't think he needs money. I think he did okay. For himself. He lives right down the street uh, in that big mansion that you can't see behind the, uh, the trees. That's probably I, where he's doing the show from. Well, I'm sure he is. <laughs> we could probably knock on the door. And he'll answer during the show. But she was astonished by this. Yeah. She had no idea who Pat McAfee was. She had no She recognized A.J. Hawk, but was flummoxed why he was just staring at the screen and not saying anything. I turn on CNN this morning. Did you know there's a football game tomorrow night? And it's only on Peacock? <laughs> how do I get it? People are losing their minds. And it's yeah. all a story about how people don't know what to do. And Look, it's annoying. I get it. it, it that's it. Right. I, I understand. It's annoying. This is the first time it's ever happened for a playoff game. But we're used. To, if you watch football, you're used to this on Thursday nights. Not yes. necessarily on the Peacock, but on the, on the Amazon Prime. Well, to that point, how many people... This is what happens in the playoffs, right? The numbers go up because the casual, I don't watch on Thursday nights because it's on Prime and screw that, I'm not buying it. The casual people have avoided that. Now they are watching to go see, I want to see all the playoff games. Oh, I want. isn't Taylor Swift's uh, boyfriend playing that game? Where's that? It's on Peacock? You say what? And then they get mad. I saw something with this. A politician, I believe it's a congressman from New York. I do not remember his name. I don't remember what party he is. I don't care. But this congressman put out a statement today that's calling on the NFL to look out for the little guy. And it, it was essentially, haven't the big corporate types squeezed the average American enough? Why do they have to squeeze them for $7 or whatever it is to, to pay for Peacock for a night to watch your favorite football team or to watch any football team? And while I agree with that point, 100%, you're right. NFL has made more money than they know what to do with, and yet... These TV networks that have paid them that now are insisting that they get to recoup some of that money through this contract. I would only add for the congressman that uh, you are in Congress. If you have an issue with the little guy getting screwed, I don't know if Peacock 
is where I would start in America on the little guy getting screwed. But, hey, man, I'm not in Congress. I'm just a dude on sports radio. Maybe that's not the place where I put the statement out. Maybe I look at some bigger issues going on, however you want to slice that in America. Try to find some places there to work that in as a congressman of this country. Instead, they decided, I know what I'm going to go after. I'm going to go after NBC Universal. Great. That's- I I like change less than anyone in the world. Of course you, not. You can, you can vouch for me. Of course. I yeah. don't I don't adapt to change well. But we had this when games went to cable. They expect me to pay to watch this. Yeah, when I used, used to just put my antenna up and get it for free. For people who are not old enough to remember that, you could watch these games only on network TV for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. Then it was, they're going to Big Ten Network? What is that? Any college football on Big Ten Network. I got to pay extra to get How that How am package? I going to get that? My cable system won't doesn't have it. What am I going to do? I got to go to a bar. Yep. What do I do? And we took calls for like three days. Yes. People losing their minds on that. This is the next evolution. And guess what? Next year, they're going to have two games. They're going to have one on Amazon, probably, and one on Peacock. I'm just saying, this is not going to stop. So we can kick and scream and, I'm never again! Okay, or we could just accept reality. We're still going to watch. It doesn't matter how annoyed we are. It doesn't matter how many Congress people put petitions out there. You want to start with a petition? Why did my... Chipotle cost me $16 today. Start with that petition. I'm just saying, it's like, we got to look out for the corporate fat cats that are taking to the little guy. It's like, all right, is there an Amazon worker doing an 18-hour shift this weekend? Maybe start with that situation. See what's going on there. I'm just saying. Or you could look at $7.99 to watch a football game. I don't know. Coming up next, I'm going to introduce you to the definition of a college football veteran. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. There, traffic is stop and go, causing a five-minute delay on eastbound 70 on the west side between Mound Street and 315. And you're going to find traffic's moving a little slow on southbound 315 between Lane Avenue and 670 East. This report is sponsored by Discover. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yes, we tried unplugging and then plugging them back in. It didn't help. This is Man and Bone. Uh, one more thing on that uh, Peacock exclusive game tomorrow, Kansas City-Miami. Yeah. Um, here's the good news, I guess. Bad news is you have to you know pay $7, $8, whatever it is, if you don't have Peacock. The good news is there's going to be 40% fewer commercials during the game oh. than a traditional NFL broadcast. And they are going commercial-free in the fourth quarter. 
So what happens? Well, there's still going to be breaks in the action, of course. Yeah, I'm saying, like, are they just going to have you sit there while they the broadcasters aren't talking? Or are they going to just flip over to, like, the... The, they're going to have a desk or something there, and someone's going to be chatting. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe that. Maybe they just you know pop up some graphics and some advanced stats, and here's what's come. Here's what we've seen so far. Sure enough, know. you know what? That's great. I don't need to see as many commercials. Doesn't mean the game will move any quicker, but yeah, you, that's okay. I, I do like that they're doing that at least. I was thinking about that as you mentioned. You know how you were watching CNN. The news had just caught up to like what we've known in sports, where it's like, can you believe tomorrow there's going to be a game that's not on? Actual television. Let's go to our man on the street. People are killing themselves out here, Angelo. <laughs> they don't know what to do or how to watch the game tomorrow. Right. And it's always like that guy is always just for some reason in Brussels. Like there's no connection. To, like our, Let's go to our man in Brussels for some reason. He's there's actually there. a man on fire behind me. He's protesting the game being on Peacock. At, yes, he's just burned himself to death. Right. He's dead. You you said it about your wife also seeing uh, the Pat McAfee show for the first time and not being aware that A.J. Hawk just sits there and stares at a camera for three hours, and good for him. He gets a check for it. I We have often said on this show, imagine trying to explain to aliens a certain thing that humans do. Like if aliens came down and we pointed to this and said, yeah, that's, that's the game everybody likes where uh, guys play for like three seconds and then they take a minute and a half before they play the next down. And then, uh, yeah, and just trying to explain football to an alien might be hard to do, or any sport, or any of these things we do. I think it's oftentimes more interesting to think about how many things we do day-to-day as sports fans that we would struggle to explain to our significant others, oh, absolutely. to our family members who don't watch sports, I've been to in this position people you work with. With the NFL draft, specifically. Oh, yeah. I gotta stay home. I gotta watch the draft. Why? What are they doing? They're drafting players. You gotta so- find out who the number one pick is. But so what are they doing? They're just they're reading names. You have to stay home to watch people read names? Can't you just read the names later when it's all done? Yeah. Yeah, I could, could. but then, you know, I'm not seeing it in real time. Who cares? But when you, when you <laughs> actually try and boil it down, it yeah. is stupid. It is stupid that we sit there and just, huh? What yeah. are you going to say? Right. What name are you going to say? Uh, movie Fever Pitch. Yeah. The, uh, I know the Fever Pitch movie. Jimmy Fallon. Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. Movie. Boston Red Sox. He's a super Red Sox fan. He says, hey, I'm going to be away for a while. I have to go down to spring training for the Red, Red Sox and scout the players. Yeah. We do it every single year, my group of friends. And the Red Sox ask for your opinion? No, no. We just uh, we, we just go down there. We just go. We, we say who should make the team and who shouldn't make the team and you know stuff like that. Oh, so are you in charge? No. No. Mm-hmm. We're right. scouting for no no purposes other than our own. We have no say. We're watching practice games. We're saying this person should make the team. They're not listening to us. Right. It makes no sense. No, it doesn't. But we do it. None of this stuff. You know what, though? Life doesn't make sense a lot of times. I heard a comedian, Pete Holmes, talk about this once where he said, imagine trying to explain sleep to an alien race, you know, who doesn't sleep, where they would say, so what do you do? It's like, well, every day I get up and I consume food. Food gives my body energy. And depending on how much of that food I have depends on how I feel throughout the day because of my energy levels. But no matter how much food I consume or sometimes in spite of me consuming massive amounts of it, I will no doubt need between eight and 12 hours of sleep at night where my body will basically become dead. And then the alien race would invariably say, 
Well, what happens during that time? You're de- you're dead for eight to twelve hours. What goes on? Oh, my brain plays little movies for me, <laughs> where yeah, I'm yeah. the star. <laughs> Seinfeld like, had something like doesn't that. Doesn't make where, any sense. You know, he said if aliens came down to Earth, the first person they people they would talk to are the dogs. Sure, because they would assume the dogs are in charge. If they're watching us from up there, one animal is walking in front, the other one is picking up its crap from behind. Wait, which one do you think is in charge? Of course. Same thing. You could look at horses same way when you have those in parades. Right. There's always someone going so behind. I want, you, I want you to do so. I want you to go home and try and explain this to maybe someone who doesn't know anything about sports. Sure. Casey Thompson, who was a quarterback, former Texas, Nebraska, FAU, and now Oklahoma commit, <laughs> has just been... Um, oh, I'm sorry. He's just announced that he's going to play at Oklahoma for his seventh season. Yeah. In college football. That's right. Did he keep flunking out? No. Nope. No, not at all. No. Nope. Nope. See, there was this one year where he uh he was redshirted and then what's a redshirt? Uh that means he played in less than 3 games. Why does that matter? Um because then if you play in less than 3 games, you can keep your year of eligibility. It's like it's like you never played in any games. Mm, but you did play okay? in games. But right, but you like can only you do that once unless you're hurt. And then you can take a medical red shirt. Mm-hmm. So it's like that season never happened. Oh, and then the COVID year, they also gave everybody an extra year because, you know, 2020 was weird and it's just a little just freebie for you. Some people played eight games. Some people played two games. Right. Some people played no so games. So what turned into a four-year uh, college career can stretch as much as seven. Is this man actively pursuing a degree? Pro- no, maybe. he's already graduated two years ago. Right. <laughs> But he, but he's does, 26. does that mean he can just go to the school and not have to take any classes? Uh, no, he has to be enrolled in class. Right, he has to be enrolled in class, but it doesn't count to, towards a degree because he <laughs> he even has gotten his graduate degree. <laughs> so I, he's just taking it. like one class. I love it, man. Like that's what makes college football to me so intriguing is the bizarre nature of what hoops we go through to tell ourselves it's normal none of it's normal none of life is normal but but that is one of the weirder things is that we have an education system that is now flipped completely flip to being geared towards the football more than anything else on that campus at like not an insignificant number of schools probably at least four dozen schools are like yeah football is kind of the biggest thing around here and and then there's another four dozen schools are like it's not the biggest thing but it's pretty big. And all of those guys who coach on those teams make more than any professor at that school. So, honey, uh, this is quite the sorority house you have here at college. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Uh, who's that guy? He looks like he's 32. Is he one of your professors? No, he's a kicker for the football team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't come here until he was 28. He played, he was, he played professional soccer for he's six like, years. Don't worry about him. He's cool. He's married with three kids. But he's... <laughs> He's on the football team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Such a, again, okay. such a weird thing. Uh, we had a little situation last night with uh, a team sucking very badly. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers. 
You're going to find an accident downtown blocking the left lane on eastbound 70 after the 71 west split. Crews are on scene causing some slowdowns. And a five-minute delay on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. This report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Strong enough for a Mastiff, but gentle enough for a Chihuahua. Invisible Fence brand is more than a fence. Customized for every pet, every need, and every yard, their hands-on training and exclusive technology ensures your pet is protected while giving them more room to run. Learn more at InvisibleFence.com. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Track. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No Desmond Howard death wishes since 2012. This is Man and Bone. Bone and I do all our banging at Hollywood Casino Columbus. More specifically, their sports book. If you've not been to the sports book, it's uh, lavish. It's like a palace. It is. It's wonderful. I mean, it's it's the casino itself is is wonderful, and then it's, there's this oasis inside the casino that is the sports book. Twelve thousand square feet, two big walls of TVs, food, drink, loose women and men all the time. There for you. Mm. Do it now or later or sometime when you have time. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Thunder beat the Blazers last night. I was watching every second of it. I know you were. You love the NBA. a score of 139-77. to 77. <laughs> Maths tell me that's a 62-point win. That is the fifth largest route in NBA history. I do have another NBA story. Well, I have I have another stat from the oh, Blazers. Oh, you do? Please, yeah. please, give it to me. Did you know no. in NBA history, there has only ever been a franchise that has lost multiple games by 60-plus points in their history, and it is now the Portland Trail Blazers. They lost by 62 to the Thunder last night. There was a game on... Uh, TNT last night. I forget which what it was. I think it was Celtics. Celtics right? Bucks. Celtics yeah. Bucks. And the Celtics were getting blown out by the Bucks. Yeah, they rested their hat starters after half. And so TNT just dropped out of the game. Yeah. They said this is terrible. That wasn't as bad as this. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is no team has ever lost more than one game by sixty plus points. The Blazers lost to the Pacers in nineteen ninety eight. By 65. All right. So they are now the only franchise in NBA history to have two 60-plus point blowout losses in franchise history. No one else has ever done this. So congrats to the Blazers. You made NBA history last night in multiple ways. And I can understand why Turner would drop out of a, a terrible game. The Blazers' own television network, this game was so bad, they went to a split screen of weather coverage. <laughs> At the desk, doing right. weather coverage. You know what, though? What are we protecting? No, I know. I'm like not I'm saying, saying they shouldn't do that. I know I know. everybody has their reasons and rules. And, and the, the the reality is, no joke, these TV networks, this radio station, other radio stations like ours that are flagships for various sports teams, we sign contracts. That's why they can't just say, you know what? This game's over. Y'all know it's over. We'll just do our little post-game wrap-up and see you later. We're not going to 
force you to watch the rest of this. They have commercials. They have to air. They have to do all this stuff. But the reality is there's no sense in trying to spin poo. When the poo is poo, just say it's poo. When it's awful, just acknowledge that it is. And what's funny is the Blazers, as bad as they are, they are not the worst team in the NBA by far. They're still one of the worst. They're one of the like handful of worst. They are going to be a certainly trying to get a lottery pick here, but you have got the three and thirty five. Hold my beer, Pistons, right? Well, right. And they hired Monty Williams to come in and be their head coach, and they paid him north of seventy five, eighty million dollars, something like that. The guy who was the Suns head coach and got them to the NBA finals, but they did not win it. Pistons were like, we got to bring that guy in over here. And then this is how it's gone so far. Not great. You also have the Spurs who did get Victor Wembenyama and he's been really fun to watch. They have won six games. <laughs> like that's, I mean, there's some bad basketball going on right now in the bottom part of the NBA. There always is. When you have a lottery system, you're going to have teams that say, if we're going to be bad, let's go for the gold. So um, there's another thing, another NBA thing. Oh yeah. The Chicago Bulls had a gala to celebrate the 1996 title team. But you know that scratched me where I itch. Grew, you, up as, grew up as a Bulls fan. Yeah. Love those teams. When you say gala, is this like a dinner? Yeah. Big, okay. Big I didn't event. know if you meant like at the game no, they were doing no, another ceremony. This was just okay. a, a big private event. All right. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, when you think of that 96 team, who do you think about? Do you think about Jordan? He wasn't, of, he wasn't there. What did you say? 96? 96. Yeah. Oh, oh, he wasn't at the gala. I was like, he was no, there. No, no, he said, wasn't okay. at the gala. Is yeah, what yeah. I'm saying to you. Oh, so he wasn't. Okay. He wasn't. There. What do you think about Pippen? He wasn't there. You think about Rodney? He wasn't there. Okay. He was supposed to be there. Didn't show up. Oh, shockingly, <laughs> Dennis Rodman, not the most reliable guy in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So he wasn't there. So they had this big gala. There was plenty of Steve Kerr and Tony Kukoc, which, by the way, I would have been excited to see. Well, you know, those are my guys. Honestly, at this point, not that he's a bigger name to Bulls fans, but Steve Kerr in the current NBA landscape, certainly I would I would go somewhere just for a night to hear Steve Kerr speak as a basketball fan because he's a legendary coach. He obviously has had some great runs, not a fan of the Warriors, but he's he's a great coach. So that would be a treat to hear. And you said Tony Kucha. Tony Kukoc was there too. Yes, he was there too. And like right. Luke Longley and Ron Harper and the guys who were on that team. Wow, that's, weren't. It's actually more shocking that Steve Kerr went, I have to say. <laughs> like, because he's the one who's got stuff going on of all these people. Michael Jordan did record a video. All right. That was played there. And he said he regretted not being able to come. Scottie Pippen did not. And Dennis Rodman said he would be there and just didn't <laughs> show up. Was uh, Phil anywhere to be found? Phil was there. Okay, that's good. Yeah, Phil I mean, was I was going to say, when you think of those teams, think of those players, but you also think of Phil Jackson. So Whatever, whatever happened with the uh, Phil's a racist? Did that go anywhere? I don't know. I've never heard anything more about it. Because well, Scotty said it. He's like, everybody knows Phil's a racist. And yeah. then we just... I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying we didn't hear anything else about it. I'm also, I'm not at all excusing if Scottie Pippen was just throwing wild accusations out there that had no basis in reality. I'm not excusing it with what I'm about to say. I'm saying Scottie Pippen is a man who lives in a world where his ex-wife is dating one of his main nemesis's sons. Nemeses? They can both relate that they hate that. Sure. Because Michael hates it, and I'm sure, sure Scottie hates sure. it. Sure, but what I'm saying is like, I'm saying if that guy in that moment is just like, ah, 
I'm mad at everything. I'm just going to start putting stuff out there. Again, I'm not saying that's the right way to handle it. I'm saying I wonder if that has affected his like mental well-being. I don't know. Or maybe not. Maybe he's just a bad dude. There's that, too. Uh, we kind of buried the lead today, and I apologize. We talked about JTT coming back for his senior season. Um, Kalen DeBoer is going to be from Washington, is going to be the new Alabama head coach. Gerard Mayo is replacing Bill Belichick. Browns are going to beat the Texans tomorrow. Right, we have all that. T-Bone made a song mm-hmm. for Joe Flacco. But I, the big news today, and, and shame on me, because it's 440 and it shouldn't take this long. Sirius XM's Pac-12 radio signed off today. <laughs> All seven listeners oh, are heartbroken. That's hard because the Pac-12 is, you know, dead oh, from a man. football perspective. Now it's they're still playing basketball in the Pac-12, are they not? Yeah. Did they get Kalen DeBoer though for one final hit? I don't think he was available for no? comment. Too busy? No. Yeah, have you're you, right. Have you ever listened to the Pac-12 radio, Tim? Oh yeah. No, you all haven't. the time, you're a liar. <laughs> you got uh, Rick Neuheisel dropping hot takes. Is they, he on there? Probably he could be. He coached in, he coached a team that is now in the Pac twelve, but yeah, Colorado, leaving. right? Right, yeah. He no, coached I, Colorado. I kid. I think he's on the big boy one. I think he's on the actual the college, college sports radio. Yeah, college okay. sports radio. It's like smashed in between the Mad Dog and the ESPN, whatever. You know hey. my my thought went to with the this radio station signing off is you know within the bowels of Sirius XM for like the last four months, everyone knew this thing was dying. And yet they knew, like they knew the conference was going away. They knew all this stuff was happening, and yet someone's job every day was to be like, "Well, yeah, we got to fix that stuff that's in the well. There's something wrong in the playlist, or there's like an audio issue with something, and like people are sitting there plugging stuff in and unplugging it. Going in three months, this thing's dead. Why don't we just rip this out of the wall and throw it in the trash and just be done with well, it? Well, Timmy, your dream is to sit behind a microphone and just yell the f word over and over again. There's your chance. There's I mean, your answer. They, who's going to call them on it? First of all, it's satellite radio. They can do what they want. That's right. They also yeah. have no listeners. Yeah. Would anybody know if they well, did it? Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the dream to do it on satellite radio. Oh, you want all the maximum penalties that come with y- it? Yeah. I mean, okay. sat- like, like you said, it's not really against the law. It could be against your company guidelines and company policies to just go doing that. But I mean, you really want to be a bad boy I, when I you see. do something like this. <laughs> don't, don't say bad Timmy, boy. Timmy, Timmy. What, no, I get what Timmy's saying. Timmy's saying... I want to be bad. No. He would have no problem taking his clothes off in a strip club if he I, was on the stage. He would yeah. dance and, and he strip for money. He wants to do it in second he grade wants, class as the teacher. <laughs> no, he wants to do it. See, I was going to say at the grocery store. You went You went classroom. Right. Timmy, right. Can, you, can you stick for another segment? Yeah, sure. Because I have a question. Since you're here, I have a question for you about a head coach that I don't think is going to make it to the Big Ten, mm. who is currently in the Pac-12. That's coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns backers. Still watch out for that accident blocking the left lane downtown on eastbound at 70 after the 71 west split. Crews are on scene there, causing some delay. We also have an accident blocking the right lane on eastbound at 270 on the south outer belt after 23 south. And a 10-minute slowdown on southbound 315 between Lane Avenue and I-70. This report is sponsored by Direct Auto. Safe Auto Insurance is now Direct Auto Insurance. New name, same flexible payments. Go to directauto.com for a free quote. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts. 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The only thing harder than common man's arteries is T-Bone thinking about a red-bellied woodpecker. This is Man and Bone. Tool of the week time. Or I'm sorry, it's uh, Tool of the week Friday. Not, Not time for that time. yet. Not time yet. It will Still be got soon. Uh, tweet us at manandbone971. Text us. 614-787-3093. Give me a number, Bone. Uh, let's go with eight. Call number eight right now. Don't call the burner phone. Call this special number okay. to talk to Ted. Got it. 614-821-9710. Caller eight will get four tickets to Sunday's Ohio State women's basketball game against Michigan State. Tickets on sale now through OhioStateBuckeyes.com. Speaking of Michigan State, uh, former Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker, football, was fired for sexual misconduct. He went to court, said he was innocent, and wants the $80 million left on the deal. Uh, that appeal was denied this week. Mm, so what a shock. He's not getting that money. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not surprised by that. There's, yeah, I'm not either, but <laughs> this is something where... You know, he, he, it's a lot of cash. I know it is a lot of cash. He also is, he came out and said, like, all of this was false. And then, you know, a lot of the stuff that was put out there publicly, you really couldn't see an angle where it seemed like this is going to be a lawsuit that makes any sense. It seemed like he was basically saying, they think that I did this. It's my word versus hers. Who can say what happened there anyway? Well, pay me my he money. Did, he didn't say it didn't happen. He's saying it was consensual. Right. But he's right. And that's where I'm saying he goes into, she at the time was agreeing to all this. Now she's changed her story. And I'm saying she didn't change her story or, you know, whatever she was agreeing at the time. And so they're arguing over that. And he's saying, ah, it's a, he said, she said, she is claiming very strongly that this was something that was done. The reality is if he was any better of a head co- football coach, maybe Michigan state would have pushed back a little bit more on their investigation, but their invasion, their investigation to their credit turned up enough that they said, we don't have any reason to keep this guy around. So why would we bother? Hey, Timmy, Hey man, you're the resident college basketball expert on this show. Some could say I'm. I'm saying it. Mm, Did I'm you agreeing. happen to watch UCLA and Utah last night? I didn't catch any of that game, but it was certainly a score that popped off the page. That was almost at fifty. It's it was at fifty it at was, one point. It was at, well, they won by forty six. By the way, if it sounds like there's a zombie behind Timmy in your speaker that's because ted's talking to the winner on the phone well, that's fine we got business going on here that's what the he's done is. he's done now it's you're done Ted's room in there you get the winner he's yeah. done who won jameson jameson's <laughs> irish whiskey <laughs> all right teddy is fired up i love it that's ucla good. very hard to concentrate to utah <laughs> 90 to 44 mm-hmm. okay uh 46 point victory that's what the maths tell me ucla is now six and ten mm. Will Mick Cronin make it through the season at UCLA? I say yes. I'm not completely dialed into what's going on out there. There's no. I'll tell you what, There's no six question. And, six and ten is what's going on. Well, yeah, it's losing a, by 46 to Utah is it, what's going it's on. It's a lost. It's a lost season. It's a lost season. No doubt about that. But we all lived through a season that was. We don't know yet that UCLA's year is going to get as bad as Ohio State's year got last year, and that didn't get rid of a coach here in town. And take a look at what Mick Cronin has bought himself. He has done more 
in three or four seasons and, and go back to when he was hired. That was a coaching search that I think humbled UCLA a little bit. They wound up with Mick Cronin. And I don't know how celebrated that hire was at the time, but he brought them back quickly. They were making runs in the tournament. That team with Jaime Jaquez, I love that dude, good player. They went to the Final Four. They've went to they've gone to the Elite Eight, the Sweet Sixteen. So uh, he's already got a the best win percentage since Jim Herrick, who was the guy that won the national championship there in the mid nineties. So uh, common man, he gets through this year, but you can't have a second one of these. That's just. That's how it goes at a place like UCLA. Right, Dude, you want to talk about the wheels falling off? So, tell me if this sounds familiar to any Buckeye fans, all right? Here's how UCLA's schedule has gone so oh, far my. this year. Who'd they lose to right after Ohio State? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you in a sec. You know, you know it wasn't good. But here, the first three games, they played nobodies and they won all those games. So fine. Fourth game of the year, they played number four Marquette and lost 71. Close game though, right? 71-69, lost by a bucket. Yeah. Then you play Shamanad, your guys, Hawaii. Shamanad they, the God. Yeah, and beat them. Then they beat them by 30. Then they play Gonzaga, top 10-ish type of team, and lost by four. Again, close game. Close game. That's why we went into that Ohio State game saying these guys can likely play. They're really good. good. guards. Yeah. They could play. Yeah. Had a little hangover game against UC Riverside, lost, or won by four, but it was a close game, probably closer than it should. Now, here's where we are. At Villanova, lost by 10. Lost to this Buckeye team by seven. Then the one you were talking about, uh, Timmy, they lost to CSU Northridge by oh, four. Oh, Cal State U Northridge. Yeah, not great. Ooh. Directional State California School. <laughs> That's no, not no good. You got City, State, and Zip Code all in the same <laughs> name. Uh, Maryland they lost to. They beat Oregon State. And then it's lost to Oregon, lost to Stanford, lost to Cal, and lost to Utah. Like, wheels have fallen off of that season. And when you're losing by almost 50 in that last one, like something has has gone seriously awry there. That is that is not great. But the I, West Virginia team also taking some brutal hits yeah. since the Buckeye game. Yeah. So just team in free fall. We've never ever experienced that at, o, at Ohio State. We wouldn't know anything about that. So I can big, I can empathize. Big game for them on Monday, Bone. You know, an under five hundred Michigan team for Ohio State. Oh, yeah, Buckeyes have MLK to win that game. Day. There's no there's no excuses. You have to go up there and win that game. That that is a bad Michigan team. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Timmy. I, I just, uh, I, we were talking about weather, right? Mm-hmm. And game in Kansas City is going to be very cold tomorrow night, below zero, Buffalo cold and snowy. Here it's going to be cold next week. Yeah. And I'm already anticipating, like, wow, it's cold. Two-hour delay. Or cancel schools completely, right? Oh, sure. I just, I just wanted to, to double-check. Okay, because I told you that the temperature today, the high temperature today in Yellowknife, a metropolis of over 20,000 people. Mm -hmm. Northwest Territories. In Canada, uh, 35 below. God. That is the high temperature. The wind chill is negative 60. Okay. Uh, When we get a dusting of snow next week and it's two and they say there's no school, I, I just confirmed Yellowknife Public Schools. In today. Well, <laughs> yeah. In, baby. I, I know. I'm guessing they have better infrastructure for snow in. than we do. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Uh, also, it was funny because I was walking back from lunch today or walking back from my car into the office and it's sleeting and it's windy. And I see Timmy getting out of his car at the same time I am. And Timmy just like beelined right for the door. And I caught up to him and I said, Love that Scottish weather, huh, Timmy? That's what this is today. Scotland. Gross. 
All you guys talk about is... I was running around shirtless out there. Oh, sure you were, yeah. Love it. Terrible. Grabbing my man nipples. Terrible. Love it. Uh, One professional athlete is getting blackmailed. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. Traffic is stop and go, causing around a five-minute slowdown if you're on eastbound at 33 between Refugee Road and Ebright Road. And you'll find a 10-minute delay on eastbound 70 on the east side between Hamilton Road and 256. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. I'm Nicole from 97.1 The Fan Traffic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Common Man has hosted over 5,000 shows on the fan. Three of them have been halfway decent. Here's Man and Bone. This ain't one of them. Tool of the week. Coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools at Man and Bone 971. Text the burner phone 614-787-3093. Breaking news. Oh, yeah, you just Travion heard it. Travion Henderson is back. He posted on his socials. That uh, God told him what to do, and it was to come back here. So I've been whispering in the right window while he's been sleeping. <laughs> there you go. You've been you've been whispering sweet nothings God, to try to. God says come back. Oh, that's nice. That's like uh, the Reggie White story. That's exactly right. Yeah. So now you have Quinshawn Judkins coming in. You have Travion staying. Uh, I said at the time I, I didn't know what sense this really made for Quinshawn Judkins to come here and split carries. But I don't care. As a Buckeye no. fan, look, I'm not his agent. I'm not his representative. I don't care. All I know is that I have the best backfield in college football right now. That's hey, what I know. Hey, man, let's let's think about this for a second. And I'm not saying that I have any insight to what Quinshawn Judkins is thinking. But we have often heard this bandied about by the uh, people who know things, who are in the sports media world, who are, you know, the, the NFL types, the the Mike Oreos of the world who like to say things like, you know, this guy who had a great sophomore season, he shouldn't even play his junior year. He shouldn't even play college football. He can't go to the NFL for another year. Why even risk it? Just sit out and build your draft stock. That's a, I mean, again, I understand the logic there. I don't think most players want to do that. I don't think most people want to do that when there's an opportunity or competitive, that kind of thing. But what if you came to a school where you would be playing alongside someone where you both would have a chance to be really successful, put up high re- highlight real plays, but you're not going to be given the ball 25 times a game. Like Quinchon Judkins, if he stayed where he was, was getting the ball 20 to 25 times a game. That's a lot of mileage on those legs. Yeah. I can understand a running back looking at this saying, well, I can get paid in college, obviously something, but I'm not getting paid eventually what you could if you're like top five NFL pick money, right? So maybe this is a way to come here Everybody knows what this guy can do. They know, like, you think he's going to be here after this year? I wouldn't. Assuming he has any type of decent numbers in season, he'll be gone to the NFL at the end of this season. I would think he's a two-time All-SEC running back as a sophomore. Right. 
That's a thousand yard rusher two times in the SEC. That guy probably knows. Yeah, I could go. I mean, the other argument, I guess, is you could stay there and try to win a Heisman. But also, you could come here and try to win a national championship. Everybody knows the NFL pedigree at Ohio State. I'm saying I can understand if that was the recruiting pitch to him. It makes a lot of sense to me. Travion's back. It's official. Uh, JTT said he was back earlier today. So, look, there. Uh, Marvin obviously is not coming back. We heard that officially yesterday. We didn't think he was coming back. We knew he wasn't coming back. You have to prep for that. You have to prep with perhaps the best offensive player in college football not being on your roster next year. But with all that being said, it certainly wasn't this mass exodus that we thought was going to happen. You know, either they got the money to hand out to all these guys or they are buying in to what Ryan Day and the coaching staff is telling them for next year. Either way. Jimmy crack corn because as a Buckeye fan, we want all these guys back. Yeah, regardless of what the reasons are, the fact of the matter is you have two stud running backs now who are here. You have a, a college level quarterback who has played in a big time conference who certainly seems like he can make plays with his feet. We don't know. Well, I mean, he, he can. Right. It's just will he be able to make them consistently and then beat the teams we need him to beat? Beat the team. Team. We yeah. need him to beat. And then everything else goes from there. Yeah. Um, your defense is going to be loaded next year, right? I mean, all the leadership that should be on this team, all should the be. right. And then you've still got stud recruits coming in that are, this is one of those years where you catch up in recruiting. If you feel like, and we're talking minimal amounts here, but if you're saying the last couple of years, maybe you feel like Ohio state's recruiting was top five, not the, not the best. And you want it to be number one every year. Well, this is kind of a way to shore that up. Isn't it like having all these guys stick around some of the top recruit guys, some of the big time, big class guys that have come in over the last couple of years, they may transfer out in the spring. You know, they may see where they are on the depth chart and say, that's not right for me. But this is how you can make up those numbers a little bit if you feel like maybe Ohio State didn't do as well as they could at certain positions. Two guys like that are running back, fix a lot of problems, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, professional athlete is getting blackmailed. FC Cincinnati, your favorite team. Oh, yeah. One of their forwards, Aaron Boo Penza. Aaron Bapenza, yeah. Bapenza. You got it. Uh, he had his phone stolen back in November. And uh, on the phone was a sex video. Oh, no. That he oh that he made. Oh. And uh, the people who have the phone say, if you don't pay us a certain amount of money, we're going to release this sex video to the public. He has reported this. And so uh, they're investigating. This is, yeah, uh... <laughs> This is very odd because apparently it says here he risks being sentenced to prison. Why does he? In his native uh, Gabon. Is that how you? I'm not sure Gabon? how you say that country. Gabon. Gabon. In either case, apparently, according to Senegalese outlet Sena News, this footage reportedly shows the Gabon International having sex with a woman and under Gabonese law, any circulation of pornographic content that features you oh, can there's a little wrinkle there. include a maximum fine of 10 million Central African francs, which is approximately $17,000, and up to five years in prison if found guilty. What, uh, what code is this? What do you mean, what code? I mean, it says it right here in the story. I don't know. It doesn't it's say the mine. penal code. Oh, yeah. The Gabonese penal code? Penal that's code. what all the all the legal codes are known as. Penal I understand, codes, but yeah. in this case, it really is the penal code. Yeah. Uh, so 
I, again, I don't know how much have either of these guys has, has he officially like uh, addressed this or have because there's nothing it seems like from FC Cincinnati about it. I didn't see. I don't know. So about whatever. Anyway, he made he's, a sex tape. He's in trouble. The people blackmailing him are also in trouble. For for whatever it's worth, from a soccer standpoint, this dude is an excellent player. Like if if there is some kind of legal issue off the field, I don't. Again, there should be no legal issue. It's not his fault. His phone got hacked or whatever happened, and someone's trying to release this footage. He's getting blackmailed. That's no. That's not. Well, okay. the phone got stolen. Well, all right, got yeah. stolen, then they, and then, then they, they got, got into the stuff and blackmailed him. His I'm just password saying. was one two three four. <laughs> his password was Judge Mills Lane. Let's get it on. No. Okay. Uh, here's some things. Jackets hosting Seattle tomorrow night. Uh, I saw that Elvis was talking today. He's saying uh, he hasn't technically requested a trade, but something has to get worked out because he is not a backup goaltender. Your save percentage says otherwise, but clearly it's not going to work out here with the Jackets. I don't know what the end game. Well, I do. The end game is he's got three years left on this deal after this season where he's, you know, making five to six million dollars a year, depending on what year it is. No team is going to take that. You're going to have to package a young player with him just to get rid of that contract if you're even able to do so. Or you have to eat all that money and it'll still count against your cap, most likely. Um, this is a this is a bad situation. I, I like how we went from three weeks ago talking to Rimmer saying, he's playing some of the best hockey of his career. <laughs> Right. To now, he's a backup, and Tarasov is the guy, and that's the end of that. Essentially, he says that he hasn't technically asked for a trade, but said, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to be a backup goaltender. Right. What's interesting, and I know, I mean, again, he's he's speaking not in his native tongue, but there was a, the, the word that was used was, we need a different, we need a new scenario. And he said his agent has met with the Jackets and that both sides agreed that they need a new scenario. He said, now what is going to happen? I have no idea. If I get to play, I play, and, and I'm going to get my best. I mean, this seems like an outside, outside, outside chance. And I don't even know if the Players Association allows you to do stuff like this. But you're a player who says, I don't like where I'm at. They don't want me here. I want to be traded, but no one wants me at this price point. Do you think about renegotiating your contract to no. be able to play? I'm saying I don't know what goes through a guy's mind in no. that scenario. Why not? Because I want because it's just not done. I just I, want. I know it's not. But again, Elvis is a different guy. He might. I, I'm saying he said new scenario. What well, well, scenario doesn't mean I need well, again. We, it could seen, be we've seen buyouts. So I guess. Yeah, but I mean, unless the jackets are willing to do that, I mean, are they going to eat the amount? And they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have to eat all of it. They'd eat a portion of it and then he'd be free to go elsewhere yeah i don't know what it, the buyout is on this deal he doesn't have to wait three and a half years but then it would still count against probably the salary cap which would hurt and they'd have to it might would it count i don't know how that yeah if it's dead money each year then it doesn't possibly, do the jackets yeah. any favors yeah would it, that, would it count against the cap though if you buy them out usually those buyouts i think, that's, I think do i mean maybe, maybe it's like a percentage maybe it's yeah, not the full amount i'll be to be clear and to be transparent i should say i don't know all the NF nhl salary cap rules i can barely keep up with the nfl's well, level and the other you leagues know, but quite frankly too we're idiots number yes, one yes uh number two this team is not good enough for us to actually care <laughs> no no but i find the situation interesting because this is an illustration of just how pathetically run the jackets have been over the years right where 
they gamble on guys that don't work out and then have no exit strategy for these players. And again, maybe, maybe Yarmo will make us eat our words, but I doubt it. I eat, doubt eat there's what? a way eat our words. No, I doubt there's a way we're getting out of this Elvis situation short of him agreeing to take some kind of restructurement of his contract, which again, I think is like a zero out of a million, one out of a million chance, I guess. Never say never, but I don't see that being likely. I just thought the word scenario was interesting. Is there another team out there that would say, oh, if he comes on the market, he's our starting goaltender, no question about it? Absolutely not. No, but there's... He sucks. No, but he's saying here, they've told me it's a dead end, more or less. So if another team that's like a playoff caliber team says, again, his money'd have to be different. That's the first and foremost, and I don't think that's changing. But if it somehow did... I could see a playoff team saying that guy's talented. We think we know what's wrong with him. We have a guy who yeah, but knows how my, to fix my him. My point is, anywhere he and goes, then, he's going to have to struggle for playing time. Yes, but then how many times have you seen a guy in February suddenly become the starting goaltender due to injuries on a playoff caliber team, and then they have a big playoff run, and they then they're viewed again as a starter? I'm not saying again. I'm trying to think from his perspective how he would try to get out of this. How he would if he doesn't want to be in Columbus, and who can blame him? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't there's, think he's a starting goaltender. There's one way to get out of all of this. You want to know what it is? What's that? Phone call from management saying you're all fired. <laughs> ownership, oh. I'm sorry, not management. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Phone call from ownership saying you're all fired. Yeah. We'd but, actually have to teach McConnell how to use the phone. Well, that's true call. enough. What's the number for Nationwide? Right. How do I call JD's office? Yeah, I mean, at this point, honestly, I I, I hate to say it, but... It might be a better thing just let him go out there and play. And if he if he does give up all these goals and they look terrible, then great. You're in position to go draft someone else, build up this little young. You're not doing anything this and year, if he, right? If he the has a bottom five team, two and a half, three week stretch where he looks like a real goaltender, then try you to try and move him for yes. a bag of pucks, something. He, well, <laughs> try to move him, get him off the books. That's the thing. You got to find out how to get rid of this money. It's not about we just need a spot for goaltender. You need to get rid of. Fifteen sunk million dollars over the next three years. All right, we told you about a professional athlete who was being blackmailed because he made a sex tape on his phone. Then the phone was was stolen. Uh, maybe the phone was stolen by another professional athlete who is a klepto. Oh, details next, and her name is Winona Ryder. Remember, she was stealing stuff. Oh, yeah, that's from right. The department stores. Um, it's always forgot. a good reference when you have to explain it. <laughs> Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. The southbound 315 off-ramp to eastbound downtown is currently closed due to a disabled vehicle. Crews are on scene trying to clear that up. And we've got stop-and-go traffic on eastbound 70 on the west side between Mound Street and 315. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Foundation.org. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Track. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Does excessive amounts of Prozac make your sack droop down to your knees? Asking for a friend. My friend's name is Mike. Back to Droopy Sack and T-Bone. Droopy Sack and T-Bone Weekend comes your way tomorrow at 10. Also check the podcast feed. Unlike last week, we'll try and actually put it in the podcast feed. The weekend show. Yeah, that would be um, a good place for it to go. Monday is Martin Luther King Day. We will be live. We have a show scheduled to start at 3. There is a Buckeye basketball game, Buckeyes at Michigan, at noon. So as soon as that game is over, I'm I'm guessing the coverage will wrap up around 3, close to it. We will be here. So if you tune in at 3.02 and you don't hear us, don't panic. We'll be around. Yeah. That's uh, I'm excited for the fact that we get some off-time basketball. I like it when you have games in the middle of the day. And obviously, have, I've said this, there should be day sports every day. Mm-hmm. There should be one NBA game every day during the day, one NHL game every day during the day. Yeah. yeah we, have, we have that with baseball. You're right. I don't. I don't know. I, I liked it the other day. We had the uh, game on with the Cavs and the Nets in France. It was yesterday in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. That was right. And I'm glad that I, I'm glad that we can have that. I hope we have that more. And, by saying. the way, if you look, not every team, you're talking about one game a day in the league. So maybe for your team, you have to do that like twice. Sure. Or three times, host a game like that. If the Blue Jackets had a game at two o'clock Eastern time or three o'clock Eastern time on a Tuesday, on a random Tuesday. You don't think people would go? I think people would. Absolutely. They would. I think people would look forward to it. Take the day off. I'm not saying because it's, Oh man, this hockey team, who cares? Good, bad or indifferent. If there's a weird time game where you could go to nationwide arena, like knock off at noon, if you can take off from your job, or maybe you work like a later shift and you never get to go to jackets games. There would be people who would say, I'll save up and go to that. And then they go to that game. Then they go to their job afterwards. Maybe like, you work from home. Maybe you're in a zoom call from the game. I like that. And sure. they're like, are you at the game? No, it's a background. No, that's a bad. It's very loud. There is there's a horn app. Ah, just the atmosphere. I know. You the I'm in my, the I'm in my basement. I promise. <laughs> dancing Kevin is back there. Although he's a park ranger now, he's not dancing anymore. Well, maybe he still is. I hope he's he a is. park ranger now. Yeah, that guy who used to dance at Jackets games. He lost a bunch of weight. Well, I know he lost the weight. I know he was a park ranger. Yeah, I, I we're we're buddies on the socials, and so I see him all the time tweeting that he's out at the Metro Parks. Oh, I hope to run life. into him out there sometime. Very nice. I have uh, something to say. I, I won't you, say it. <laughs> anyway, what was I going to say? I don't know. Oh, I had a tease for you. Former Washington Wizards and Golden State Warriors guard Ryan Rollins mm. has been accused of repeatedly shoplifting from Target. Oh, that's the Wizards huh? on Monday waived the second year guard, which initially appeared to be a typical roster move from a rebuilding team. And the fact that, you know, Ryan Rollins kind of sucks. Yeah. However, the local district court documents obtained by the athletics Josh Robbins revealed that Rollins had allegedly shoplifted from a Target store seven times in a one-month period, September 9th to November 9th, Okay, while still a member of the Wizards. He was charged with seven counts of petty larceny for stealing small household items such as groceries, body wash, and candles. So not only did he... Yeah, right. Did he shoplift from Target things. I mean, 
even if you're on the NBA minimum, you have no problem paying for these things. Okay. Right. Just so you know, his salary again was 1.7 million base salary in 23, 24 scheduled to make next year, 600 grand. But I mean, the guy I, easily cleared a million dollars. Yes, this this year. guy is, clearly has some sort of, uh, you know, kleptomania or whatever it is, some sort of disease where he has to steal things. Not only was he stealing from target red flag. Number one to me, the biggest red flag is the fact that he was caught seven times. Right. How bad are you at stealing? True enough. You're not... Uh, yeah, you're right. It almost seems like there had to be something going on there to that point of... Like a, like a, a disorder of some kind that would... Must have wanted to get caught or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing that there... I mean, at least this, this, this is how I would roll if I was working in retail in 2024, year of our Lord. I would be... If someone walks out with an $8 candle, I would be like, you know what? We didn't need it anyway. Are you kidding? We got 27 candles that they just fell off the truck and they threw in the trash yesterday. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be chasing people down for an $8 candle. I'm saying you have to, you have to be pretty obvious if I'm going to have to say something as an employee, right? Like I'm guessing probably most people working in retail, if you do something, I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying if you hide it well enough, they're not full body scans you do when you walk out of Target. If you've got it in your arms, just standing there and they're like, did you pay for that? And you say, no, I did not. What are you going to do about it? That That's what this feels like must have happened. Who else was caught for I told you Winona Ryder back in the day, she was shoplifting, I want to say from Saks or one of the expensive department stores, hmm. even though she had millions of dollars. Yeah, of course. Um, it was like Amanda Bynes or something. Was she? Or Lindsay Lohan? Weren't they stealing something? I don't remember who who was stealing. I'm trying. What I mean, happened to Amanda Bynes? No idea. Because she had a mental break. Did, Did she, she not? I don't remember much about Amanda Bynes one way or the other. Uh, I want to say that she's she has some serious mental disorders. Oh, okay. Well, that's too bad. I hope she's getting the help that she needs, but I, yeah. I want to say she shaved her head and was just on the streets. And She was a, she was child actress in... Nickelodeon series, all that. And, and she made the movies Amanda and show. stuff, too. Yes, yes. She went on to star in a bunch of movies, too. So, yeah, I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what happened with her. It says she did struggle with mental health and other issues. She was in a conservatorship from August 2013 to March of 2022. So, yeah, I hope she's, hope it's, she's it's, all right. It's almost like it's bad to go through puberty in the public eye. No kidding. It's almost like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know how they do it. I mean, I could barely get through puberty and no one cared. Oh, well, this is I have a whole you've heard me yell about this before, right? We have this big thing that used it's it's tamped down now. But when name, image and likeness was starting to come online for college athletes, you'd hear people talking about or when we'd say, hey, maybe college freshmen should just be able to go to the NFL or whatever NBA, wherever they want to go. Why do we put that restriction on them? And you would have people make this bad faith argument where they would say, well, What's a 19-year-old going to do with millions of dollars, huh? Probably something stupid. We can't let 18 and 19-year-olds have all that money. And then those people will go turn on, like, back in the day, Urkel. <laughs> or, like, name your show that has kid actors on right, it right. making as much or more than those people. And they're not even close to teenagers. And yet we have no problem. You do you let? Did you listen to Justin Bieber, right? Or whatever the new pop star is that's you know, under the age of 18 that's out there on the radio, they're making millions of dollars singing songs. You don't have a problem with that. But what you do have a problem with is watching an athlete go out and make money. I find that weird. 
Tool of the Week is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers. Southbound 315 off-ramp to eastbound downtown is still closed due to a disabled vehicle. Cruiser on scene there. And downtown on westbound 70 between the 71 east and west split is moving a little slow. And you'll hit a 10-minute delay if you're on southbound 315 between 670 east and I-70. This report is sponsored by Direct Auto. Safe Auto Insurance is now Direct Auto Insurance. New name, same same flexible payments. Go to directauto.com for a free quote. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week. Best tool, according to us. Gets a $50 gift card to the Walrus. The Walrus, your downtown home for sports with 24 mega TVs. Let's go. All right. This one from the burner phone. Cody says, my Solana Papadias. Hello. I've accidentally painted a, a gentleman's sausage on a storm drain. My tool of the week is Bishop and Friends for opening up Wednesday's show talking about why it's good for the rivalry when Michigan is good. I want them losing every game for the rest of eternity. I don't... I don't care about the rivalry. I care about my team being awesome and stomping a mud hole in Michigan every single year where they lose all hope and play nothing but lacrosse. That's right. That's what I want. Sheer domination. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. This one uh, from Daniel says, uh, both of you are my tools of the week last week for your tease last Tuesday about Bones' big announcement, leaving us all to spend the commercial break Fearing Bone was about to quit the show. Common Man is my tool of the week for leaving the burner phone on his desk last week during this segment. Well, well Bone's, happen, Bones got the burner week. phone in his hand didn't right this now. Week. There you go. Yep, that's right. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, T-Bone's Running Club says my frozen friends. They got their hands on a lot of balls. That's right. Hold man. My tool of the week is winter. I want to be outside and comfortable and not dealing with this. Spring can't come soon enough. Oh, yes. Those 11 days we now know as spring... Before we get into 85 and humid. Is this but you yes. talking or him talking? Me now, I'm oh, saying. okay, I didn't know. But I, uh, yes, I'm looking forward to spring, which will inevitably be like right dead before summer. So When does the big rat come out to look for a shadow? That's is, February. That? Isn't that February? It's called Groundhog Day. It's, it's, yeah. it's big rat day. February 2nd, You want to try and explain something year. to aliens? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's why. Hey, should we go talk to these people? Are they advanced enough yet? Well, they just held the big rat up in the air to ask about the weather, so, <laughs> so I'm guessing not. So no. Uh, Tim Hall's meat slap is back, says my guys. That was all about Cox. Fletcher Cox. My tool of the week is the Titans firing good coach in Mike Vrabel to wherever he goes next. They are getting one hell of a coach. Here's to being in the basement of the AFC South for the foreseeable future. Hashtag GTH. Hashtag fatty is sad. I guess Apparently that's him. he did not get along well with uh, the owner. I see that. That's what I've heard. Well, 
they're right though. Whoever wherever he lands is going to be. They're going to have a good head coach on their hands. Bon Bon Jovi says, "My brothers from separate mothers, but same daddy." Oh, I'm sorry. The same daddy. You're going to see Graham, Cox. I mean, they're all just going to be like, "Hey, I got him. No, I got him. I want that sack." Is is Fawn Bon Jovi Fawn? It's F O N. I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. Could be. Could be. So it's Fawn Bon Jovi. what did I say? Fawn Bon Jovi. I thought you said Fawn. Fawn. Well, because we have Fawn. Fawn's our, our listener. Fawn and Fawn. They, they're pronounced the same Don. way. Unless you've hey, got... Don. No. Can you get you, Don? Unless you say doll and dowel differently, then yeah. Uh, my tool of the week is the jackass who merged into 670 this morning in the left lane and proceeded to travel at 55 as traffic quickly piled up behind him and Grandpa just kept chugging along at a snail's pace. Jail for life. Did you wave at Dom to Barry when you passed him? <laughs> Bacon House says, my guys. So many of those balls pop out. My tools of the week are the Ohio State fans that want Michigan to be good for the sake of the rivalry. Those Buckeye fans need to be dragged out back and beat with a crowbar. Figuratively, I'm quite sure is what he means. Mark says, my guys. But he's sort of much more erect. My tool of the week is the largest sub shop in the U.S. I got subs and cookies for the family from them. Check it out. And this sandwich artist asked if if we want the sandwich warmed in their oven. Uh, made a good cookie, unbelievably great. Promote this worker to chief cookie officer. Make it a standard practice. How's how's this tool of the week? That that sounds uh, like a positive tool. That's a, it's good, a good thing. Sounds like they did. I thought there was just going to be like they screwed me or they did something. All right, all right, yeah. Congratulations. Are you on saying your cookie. They're, they're tool of the week because they didn't? I don't know because they don't promote. Stop whatever. spending so much time. You're right. Move on. Emma Watson's bottom half says my Lisa Bonet's bottom half lovers. Yeah, they they definitely are monitoring his love. My tool of the week is MFing British Airways. Their baggage handling leader pulled his workers off the job due to high winds and exactly zero bags from our flight to Boston uh, were left behind in London. Or I'm sorry, made it. Zero to bags made it. Made it. To yeah, London. that's 283 bags stranded. As a result, our luggage has been on an epic milk run since Tuesday, going from Barcelona to London to Boston to Toronto, and my son's bag will further be going from Toronto to Buffalo to Wallingford, Connecticut, before he gets it back. What makes me crazy is that the wind was so severe the workers couldn't load things onto our aircraft. Yet they somehow felt it was safe enough to fly the very same aircraft. WTF and GTH. That's right. Sorry, bottom half. That sucks, bottom half. Also, Lisa Bonet's bottom half. Yes. (laughs) Matt Matt says, my tool of the week is my pug, Rudy, for taking 20 minutes to decide where he was going to poop today in a driving downpour, only to poop in the first spot he tried. Oh, that sucks. Especially if you're walking him. That's no good. Michael says, my tallywhackers. We talked about Cox. Uh, This one, he says, my tool of the week is cancer. First chance in 55 years of being alive to go to the Super Bowl. Now I can't go because I I go to surgery Tuesday to remove all the cancer and start treatment. You life-altering tool, go suck it. I'm sorry, my friend. Michael, we're sorry to hear that. We think it of you. Yeah, man, we hope hope this all goes well for you. I know it's a tough deal. Uh, Schwingmaster says, any and every obnoxious Michigan fan, I'm sorry, Ichigan fan, uh, fanboy blowing up every OSU media site with Go Blue, Hashtag go blow S-T-H-U. Yes. Thank you. Jacob says, my evacuation extraordinaires. I told the week is my myself. I spent $2,000 and six months of studying on an MCAT review course for my test tomorrow, and I feel less prepared than when I started. Hashtag GTH. MCAT, is that medical school? Uh, I think. Yes. Or else, what's LSAT? LSAT is law. So MCAT has to be medical. I don't know. Or it's... Uh, 
Who cares? I'm going to say, Jacob, it's, it's a test about felines. Mmm, <laughs> cat. Instead of mmm, doggies, it's mmm, cat. Yeah. Good luck with your test for whatever you're doing, Jacob. We hope we hope it goes well. Ryan says, my guys. These balls are coming out fast tonight. you got to squat and be ready. Uh, my tool of the week is myself. After my six-year-old son nominated his cousin, <laughs> I don't know if I can read this. The I'll say uh, dad in charge of the year at my in-laws on NY on New Year's Eve. My wife replied, I think you mean tool of the week, and we will discuss this later. I need a GTH. Sorry, not sorry. Dad in charge. Yeah. Or just shorten it to D-I-C. Yeah. The dick. Yes. I think the cousin was just calling the other cousin that, and it wasn't wasn't I, I see. I'm right. clean well, enough that, for the radio. Context matters. Yeah. Uh, Steve says, my tool of the week is me and all your average listeners. Judging by the ads in your show, I have ED, low T, hair loss, need to lose 100 pounds, and need to go to the lion's den to interest my wife. Luckily, I have enough disposable cash to buy her jewelry and cars. Throw some windows in there. You're pretty much set. You got all our demos. Yeah. And plumbing. I think you missed plumbing. That's the other one we do. We're big on that. Roy Biggins, your guy. My guy. Said, my guys. It's a game of inches. Ask the Cox. Roy Biggins, you remember what his airline was called? Oh, On wings? Sandpiper Airlines? No, that was Joe and Brian's airline. Oh, right. Okay. Aeromass. No, I... Was the Roy Biggins. Of course, it had to be a fat joke. Aeromass. That was good. Uh, my my tool of the week is the guy who held up the line at Speedway to count out $14 in change today. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's Kramer bad. was there. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, expired Vitamin says, my goose spigot connoisseurs. The length of, of, the, of the cocks is long. Uh, tool of the week goes to the dad berating his crying nine-year-old for losing a wrestling match at the youth rec tournament on Sunday. I guess the rest of us missed the memo that scholarships were being handed out already. Way to ruin sports for kids, tool. And that's right. I, I you know oh, me, it's man. All I, too common, though. I hate that stuff. I hate to see people do that. Hey, how was basketball practice last night? It's good. T Bone is a youth basketball coach. Yeah, we have a we had a lot of fun. We had a good time. Kids are. I actually have the kids now suggesting drills that nice. they want to do because they're like, yeah, let's. Uh, we need. To, I want to work on this, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Do you punish yeah. them and like don't give them water and make them run laps and? Yeah, I mean that's I mean, hit I thought, them in the face with the I, ball. Well, we have a pile of chairs, and whenever they screw up, I just go over to the pile and I say, "Do you want me to throw one of these at your face?" Yeah, and they go, "No," and I say, "All right, well, don't do that again." And then I throw it at them anyway. I like that. Yeah, uh, Eric keeps them on their toes. That's right. Eric says, "My fellow CFAs, kicker, the kicker." Tool of the week goes to myself. I continue to watch the CBJ, hoping that something will change. I get my hopes up seeing them two or three, seeing them up two or three goals, knowing damn well they're more than likely going to blow it. it. Come on, hashtag fire. A Jarmo and hashtag delusion. Fire everybody. All right, yeah. pick a winner. Uh, uh, where did it go? I'm trying to find the one that I wanted to do. Come on. It's Friday, Friday. Sorry, sorry. You know what? Uh, let's give it. What was the prize? Walrus. Walrus. Uh, we'll give it to Michael. Michael's going through the cancer battle. Michael, we wish you well, and maybe you can use that after you get through some of the treatment. You there. got a tumor, but you also have a $50 gift card to the Walrus. The Walrus, your downtown home for sports with 24 mega TVs. Trying to be nice. I, I understand. Trying to help. Very nice. Sorry. We're I thinking to... of you, buddy. Yeah. We're thinking of you. And T-Bone's right. going to send you to the Super Bowl next year. No. <laughs> that, 
No. I was going to do that. I was you said you want to be nice. I said a gift no. card. Okay. I got that. I don't have Super Bowl. What are you talking about? I, I heard that too, Ted. Oh, yeah. You heard a that Super too. Bowl next that's week. Great. That's yeah. right. Hang in there, Michael. That, that's Hang right. in there. Yeah, that's good. Uh, back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. The southbound 315 off-ramp to eastbound downtown has reopened. The disabled vehicle is now cleared, but you'll still find slow traffic on westbound 70 downtown between the 71 east and west split. This report is sponsored by the Ohio RV and Boat Show. It's back January 5th through 14th at the Ohio Expo Center. The Ohio RV and Boat Show brought to you in part by Park National Bank. The best selection of RVs, boats, motorcycles, ATVs, golf cars, and more. Get details and discount coupons at ohiorvandboatshow.com. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Oh, my sweatpant Friday wearers. Now, Kalen DeBoer, DeBoer is the new head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Taking over from Nick Saban, Caleb DeBoer was the head coach of Washington. They just played for a national championship and lost to some team. I don't remember. I have not heard the audio of this. I've just seen the print. We're going to have to get this and cut it and play it on Monday. A caller on the Paul Feinbaum oh, no. radio mm. show today yeah. <laughs> reacting to Kalen DeBoer's hire. I'm just I'm going to read it okay. in my best voice. Sure. Not the hillbilly dialect that I'm sure it was spoken in. West Virginia is where Saban is from, and they fought with the Union. Saban is a Yankee, and here we done hired another Yankee. <laughs> okay. So wait. Monday we're gonna get that call. Wait a second. Hold on. Uh, is that all you, is that all you're giving us? So, so the lines wait, hold I on. I mean Saban won a lot of championships, but you had a, you had an opportunity to right a wrong and hire a real, you know, Confederate warrior. Instead you just went and hired another Yankee. You went and got another oh, yeah. Ulysses S. Grant. By the way, what are we doing? I mean I guess in a, in a weird way, that guy has some standard where he's like, no, I believe a certain thing, and it's wildly out of step and wrong. No, no Bone, don't give him that credit. No, don't where he's saying, no, that I'm saying where he's like, I didn't like Nick Saban because he's from the North? Is that what he's saying? Hates yes. all those titles. Well, he's from West Virginia. West Virginia fought with the Union. I didn't, I, I wasn't sure because I didn't know where West Virginia at that time, were they Virginia or was West Virginia? No, that's right. West Virginia was wasn't that state. why they split at that point? Wasn't there something to do with that? Who the, cares? What about the Hatfields and McCoys? Wasn't that, you know, yeah, that Ohio, was, West Virginia, across the river or Kentucky, something? Kentucky, West Virginia. Kentucky, Very West close, Virginia. though, yes. That's yeah. where my family's Sorry, from. Sorry, Ohio. Kentucky and West Virginia. That hey, little line right there, that's where they're that's from. That's real surprising. How you doing, Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Happy I'm Friday. now that you're here. What's coming up on the show tonight? Well, uh, a lot of what you just hit on. This has been one of the craziest weeks to cap off that I can remember. And just the whole viewpoint... 
on this Buckeye football team now from where we were a week ago. I mean, go farther than a week. Just go to where we were after that ridiculously porous Cotton Bowl. And now there's all this optimism. There's all this positivity. But with it, I think a hell of a lot of pressure now. Immense pressure. There was always pressure. Yes, there's always pressure. But now the whole team is back. Save for Kyle, who you knew you were kicking down the road, and Marvin Harrison Jr., who you knew there was no chance in hell you'd get back. So we'll break it all down. Tyvis is here to help. Oh, Tyvis. Oh. Oh, Tyvis. My guy. Mm-hmm. Two hours tonight? Two full hours. Do you know how to do it? Do I know? Come on. Are you going to be okay? You want to stay? Three. I'll do it. All right. Three-man booth? Three-man booth. You know what? Buckeye Roundtable, Friday night. It's coming back on Tuesday, by the way. When? Tuesday at 6. This coming Tuesday? Come, this coming Tuesday at 6, the glorious return of Winter Roundtable. Who's hosting Roundtable? Oh, you know. It's you, isn't it? You know, you yes, son of a... They give you an extra $4 a week. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, that's what I get. You get maybe skip for maybe expiring free coupons pizza. to the AMC. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. You get to refill your bucket of popcorn. Mm-hmm. All right. Two big hours. Buckeye show. Top of the hour. Right here on the fan. Back page. The back page. The back page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, PGA Tour's second event of the year off and running. The Sony Open in Honolulu. Cam Davis fired an 8-under-62 to get to the top of the leaderboard. Before first round action was halted due to darkness, that was uh, yesterday. Now, I presume that is going on now because they are obviously way behind us time-wise. Yes. Yeah. So they're probably finishing that up, getting to the second round. Um, however, the broadcast Thursday, I'm guessing this was on the Golf Channel, uh, they had Keegan Bradley was mm-hmm. there lining up a putt. He's standing there. He's kind of looking at the green, trying to read what's going on. And in the distance behind him, you see there's a large, looks like an oak tree of some kind. See a gentleman walk up near the tree. Now, again, this is a first round. It's one of the first tournaments of the year, and it's in Honolulu. Appears to be another golfer. Walks up to that tree, stands uh, perpendicular to it, proceeds to, it looks like it's blurry, unzip himself, and begin relieving himself on the tree. (laughs) He knew where that camera was. I don't know that he did. He knew where it was. I had a dollar for every time I saw a beam do that out there. Man, rich man. Oh, is he a course oh, PP guy? A, he's a PP guy. I had to do that at the Indy 500 this year. There was the parking lot we had. The parking lot we were tailgating had two bath, like two porta johns for like a thousand people, and uh, could not hold it. Had to go find. There was a little forest I ducked into, and thankfully was able to you store it. You that. gotta store it. I, no, I store it. What do you mean? I, I was, and then I had to go, and then it was like, oh, I just walk to the bathroom and wait for what, an hour? Very no. bad for the kidneys, Timmy. Yeah, you gotta let it out. Gotta let it out. Uromycetosis. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can't let it, you can't do that. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, this doesn't sound great. Minnesota United MLS team, they fired their head coach, Adrian Heath, back on October 6th of this year. Okay. The Loons, as they're known. Mm are now a week away from their preseason camp starting. It starts up next week for a lot of MLS teams. They, 97 days later, still have not named a new head coach for their team as preseason camp is starting. That seems like Well, a there's got to be like an interim coach. That's, I mean, that's a good point. There have been now two. <laughs> they had an interim coach. That coach left. They had to appoint another interim coach. They have still not hired a full-time head coach. That is bizarre to me that you would not be able to find a new head coach in three months of looking 
Yikes. Oh. Crazy offseason with hiring a coach? I know nothing about that. Right. What does that mean? I have no idea. What is this supposed to be in reference to? Oh, you know, the... You know... No, I don't know. Our, our, little, our, little, our little hockey, hockey team, team we have here. Oh, okay. Hello, weird, yeah. little, weird I didn't know situation we were going. with no, that. No, no, that's okay. It just was a little rough, a little rocky. Yeah, it was. You're right. It wasn't. That's didn't, didn't that's work weird. Out. Didn't work that's out. That's weird. Us. And this was weird. Yeah. We had some yeah. weird situations. That's right. Can't pick the coach, huh, Minnesota? No. Did your coach go and scream at young players because they wouldn't give him their phone? Yes. That's a question. Hmm. Yes. Okay. I was going to say at least you didn't have to interview him, but you did. You were with me. You were with him. You and I were right yeah, here. That's I right. He I was never, right. He was in this chair. That's right. You, you know, got his guessed ace what his, juice. His, ace juice. We guessed what attire he'd be in, and we were pretty much 100% accurate. And what a tire it was. Dunlop, <laughs> as a matter of Dun, fact. Dunlop tires. Buckeye Show is coming up next. We will see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Yes, we'll be here Monday after Buckeye Basketball. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns Backers. You're going to find some slow traffic if you're on southbound at 71 on the north side between 17th Avenue and 5th Avenue. And things are moving slowly on northbound 71 on the south side between Greenlawn Avenue and 315th. This report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt Tax Services, home of the Money Today Guarantee. Can't wait weeks for your tax refund? Then don't. At Jackson Hewitt, get money today if you're approved for a no-fee refund advance loan on a prepaid card. Book today at jacksonhewitt.com. No-fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. This is a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by Mary Haven. Mary Haven Gambling Intervention Program, where free help is available to gamblers and their loved ones. Playoff football all weekend. Here are your betting lines. Browns are a two-point favorite at the Texans. Chiefs are a five-point favorite in the cold against the Dolphins. Bills are giving 10 to the Steelers. Cowboys a touchdown favorite over the Packers. And Lions a field goal favorite over the Rams. For your Mary Haven action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. The Fan. Good evening. I'm Buddy Wells. The week that has been full of good news for High State football continued today as both Jalen Tuimolo and Travion Henderson announced today that they will be returning to Ohio State in 2024 for their senior seasons. Plenty of other news happening around the rest of the country in college football. Starting in Tuscaloosa, Alabama has their successor to Nick Saban. Washington's Kalen DeBoer will be tabbed as the new head football coach of the Crimson Tide. In two years with Washington, DeBoer went 25-3 and he guided the Huskies to the national title game this past 
this season. In Tallahassee, Florida State has signed Mike Norbell to an eight-year contract extension that is expected to pay him north of $10 million per year. Norbell was considered to be a candidate for that vacant Alabama job. And tomorrow, the NFL playoffs get started with the Browns in Houston against the Texans. Kickoff is at 4.30. We'll carry coverage of the game on 1460 ESPN starting at 2.30 tomorrow afternoon. Breaking sports news, what happens on the fan? Ohio's sports destination. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.